Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Real Debaters. Uh, the reason I say good evening is I, I feel, I can't really tell, but I feel that this show is best consumed in the evening after the, after the end of a long day of work. Maybe that's just me because I have a day job and then I, gotta, and, and I, I, I do this in the evening, so I imagine you guys are doing it too, but I'd be interested for people to tell me. Um, send me an email, The Real Debaters, that's R-E-E-L, realdebaters at gmail.com, and tell me what part of the day do you consume our show uh the reason i ask that is because i i imagine it's an evening event and in the evening uh you enjoy a cocktail or five and uh we've got a really fun debate coming up uh it's in the pipeline right now so to speak speak like a like a sportscaster or somebody important um and it's all about character inspired alcohol uh ryan reynolds owns gin dwayne the rock johnson he owns tequila so Martin came up with this idea where we're going to debate uh, movie character inspired uh, alcohol. So that's coming up. But uh, I would like to know what you guys like, what what part of the day you listen to the show, because uh, if you do listen to it in the evening, I would kind of like to play with the whole idea of, you know, a cocktail to go with 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 us. Maybe make it sound a little bit easier to digest. Who fucking knows? The point is, are we more of a white Russian big Lebowski feel or are we more of a James Bond Shaken, not stirred, martini, feel uh, feel free to send us an email at therealdebaters at gmail.com to talk about that. Uh, we've also got a couple other fun episodes coming up. Uh, we've got Soundtrack Your Life with uh, singer-songwriter Rusty Mateus uh, from The Waking Eyes, from Imaginary Cities fame for anybody who's local in Winnipeg. Uh, we're going to debate who can make the best soundtrack for the for their life if their life was a movie <laughs> and they had to soundtrack some pretty big moments. So we're gonna get I think we're gonna get pretty serious about that, which I'm looking forward to. Um, and then we're planning another episode with uh, a YouTube channel, uh, the Nerdgasm Show in Winnipeg. Um, Charles and Claudia are gonna come on and we're gonna debate who would you rather have teach you driver's ed? Keanu Reeves inspired characters only. So which would you like um John Wick to teach you how to drive. I feel that you would probably benefit from some sort of uh, get out of a real bad situation driving class from from John Wick. But those are the debates that are coming up. So I just wanted to tell you guys we've we've got some fun stuff on the horizon. This episode is a real talk with local filmmaker Ian Bawa. Uh, Mr. Ian Bawa started out in law and then transitioned into film school, the U of W Film School, and his first film was a huge success with partnering with multiple German universities as well as the University of Winnipeg also financing it too. So um, he is a fantastic, he tells so much in such a short period of time, he's a short filmmaker. I should note of that as well too. Uh, and he came on to talk about his journey into film, uh, being an on-screen Manitoba film member, filmmaker member, uh, what it's like working in the province of Manitoba. Most importantly, it was right after he did his uh, new film showing at TIFF this year, uh, Strong Son, um, about a father and son relationship. So that's what we get to talk about on the show today. Um, all things Real Debaters to follow us. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> TheRealDebaters.ca is our website. Uh, merch, social media, episodes, where to find us. Everything is there. Real easy. Uh, the show's email, again, therealdebaters at gmail.com. That's R-E-E-L. For all real debaters spelling, I really should bring some liquid to my side while I'm doing this. I'll learn one day. Uh, one more thing. Uh, Ian's father recently passed away, and uh, he's in Strong Son. 
and Ian and him were very close. So this episode is dedicated to Jagdeep Singh Bawa, or known as Jack. Um, super stellar guy I got to hear about. Never got to meet, um, but yeah, this whole etiquette, this whole episode is dedicated to your daddy. And so I'll cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Yeah, no. Some they look at it as a business. They look at it as a business, so it's like okay, good. So, and and I mean that's fine too. Like people who you can measure the success of a movie by its fan base, or you can measure the success of a movie by its dollar right. value that it brings in. Right? Agreed. Yeah, uh, those are two different metrics, and they're they're missing, you know, a bunch of different qualities. When you're looking at financial success, you're right. going, well, a lot of people went to see it. Right. But if you're looking at reviews and cult followings and online chatter and everybody's like raving about the thing, then it's the quality of the movie. Right. So I don't Last even, Jedi. No what, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I will I, I really think it had to do with the interruption of JJ and and Rian. I think the last three should have been done by one person. I agree. I I I think uh, they're two different mindsets. I think JJ is like, he comes from nostalgia, and Ryan is trying to do, like, uniqueness. And you can see that in both their films. Totally. Like, I, I just think, like, I, I think you are right. Like, keeping it consistent would have worked. Um, like, there's a reason why Colin, found whatever his name was, who, like, he was supposed to do three. He was supposed to do, um, uh... Was the reason why it showed how much of an impact that one made? Uh, uh, oh, um, uh, Skywalker or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, anyways, the third of the latest one. Uh, it was supposed to be Colin Trevor. Oh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Jesus. No, it's so okay. Like, it, it all blended together. Yeah, it was kind of like I was like, which one is that one? Uh, anyways, he was supposed to be the director. They dropped him. JJ came back, but I think like, like they realized when Ryan, like it's like the formula, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so. It's two different versions of a cocktail. Yeah, and if one ingredient is missing, and you, you if you're served a th- if you're it's they're supposed to complement each other in some way, shape, or form. Right. Change the story all you want. That's that's just another reason people dogpiled on why they didn't like Last Jedi so I, much. Though I think like if JJ wrote it with, I, maybe he does. He might have a writing credit, but I'm pretty sure it's like Ryan's concept. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I think it would have probably shaped out better. I think J.J. just streamlining the entire thing and writing all three movies and then different directors bumping in and him setting the tone with the first probably would have worked out. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's going to be argued for <clears throat> infamy. And, yeah. You know, uh, it, <laughs> we can bond over my lightsaber off podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> we tried before, but the, the the batteries in this house don't seem to have enough juice to, <laughs> to turn on Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. Um, anyways, okay, so we should introduce you. Because okay. this, this is the stuff I'm bad at. But Oh, no you know, worries. I didn't know are... when we were starting. Oh, so, yeah, but... we've been starting already. Oh, yeah, cool. That's, okay. that's our thing. You know, when if, if, you, if you hear me talking that you can safely assume I have started to record. Okay, fair. And I think you can appreciate this as a filmmaker. Some of the best stuff 
it's caught when nobody knows. Right. Yeah. Totally. Right? So that's kind of what I try. That's what I try to do as a as a artistic podcaster. <laughs> no, that's cool. I I'm I'm down. I'm like. I, as long as they don't say something immature or stupid. So or the edit buttons for buddy. That's and this great. Is a, this yeah. is a comfortable environment. No, I'm fine. We, yeah. We will, <laughs> like, no. I, are you okay with swearing? Because like, oh yeah, we have an E rating. Because so I it's fuck not for everyone. all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You look like you fuck. No, no. This I guy fucks. I walk into a room and I say, I fuck. <laughs> I'm, my foster dog, he ate a cockroach at a, at a patio bar I was at like a couple days ago. And uh, the waitress was there. And I was like, look at him. He's eating a cockroach. My boy fucks. My boy. And I started <laughs> chanting that. And then my friend was like, don't chant that at a bar. That's the worst thing. <laughs> my boy <laughs> fucks. Especially when like no one can, a dog is three feet tall at best. So no one can really <laughs> see what the hell you're saying. You're just looking at the ground and shouting, my boy fucks. Yeah, that looks. That looks like somebody has having is, is has Tourette's, which is fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, or like, or yeah, an infant is doing something like inappropriate. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not a puppy eating a, a cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. Let's get let's get to your uh, yep. your specs here, buddy. So we are very lucky. I'm very lucky to sit down with you because you are you're coming hot off something that we're going to get into. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, we've got Ian. Bawa, is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Nailed it the first time. I'm horrible <laughs> with names. No, no worries. I butchered a bunch of names. We did a live podcast from the Park Theater for their cult movie nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a bunch of Italian actors and producers, <laughs> and I was just stepping on names left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, but Ian Bawa, uh, short film director, Winnipeg film professional, um, coming off of just sticking your new movie into the TIFF virtual festival this year strong sun yes thank you it's a it was a it's a unique year because they only took 50 features and 35 shorts and like there's like a backstory to like even how it got to where it is but like even the whole like i had a a friend of a like like who does festivals saying like it's not worth submitting this year you're not gonna make it like not in a negative way he was just like your chances are low because of how many they're taking like save your film for maybe a different festival or a different year wait till they're the world's back to normal if it gets there um <laughs> but uh but like so like the chance of it happening this year was low but because it happened i think it was better because less films mean more exposure yeah totally and that is a great way to start off where we're going to get to because that that that's what i really wanted to talk to you about it's one it's I'm, I, I told you I'm not a big short film guy. Mm-hmm. You'd think with my short attention span that that would be a medium that I could. And I, and I guess it's just you get so pacified with big explosions right. and big narratives yep. that you lose fact that you can tell a story in a very short window of time. Exactly. Um, so uh, we here, the real debaters, us, the, the professionals that we are, we, I like to, <laughs> we like to start at the beginning of everything. Right. Um, so I know you through some different work connections that we have and some of shared friends in the film You've industry. You've been stalking me. I've been stalking you You've quietly. You've been looking at yeah. me. Yeah. I sent you an email and haven't looked yeah. away from you since. No, that's... no, You've been catfishing me. You're that girl. <laughs> You're Sarah. My such God. Such a great movie, you... wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is. The Catfish fact... is such a good documentary. A, a film that basically took the name of the film and became its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's a verb. Yeah. Wow. It's not, It's it's in, yeah. It's in. got to be in the Winstons. Yeah. Webster's. Who's Winston? No, no. My, <laughs> that's the, that's that second tier dictionary company. No one likes to buy. That's the one I'm using. That's why everything's yeah, yeah, spelt yeah. wrong. Clearly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
I, I want to start with uh, I don't want to start with you know it was a cold dark night and you know when you were when your parents were pregnant right yeah I want to start with how you got into film and from my from my little research I swear very little no stalking um, <laughs> you were in you were ta- you were going into law yeah and then you made a switch into film so what what kind of what put that all together um, first my fly's undone so <laughs> I was hoping like you hear the zip but I was like feeling it slightly and I'm like when's the best time to do this without making it weird but anyways if you can't hear the zip anyways um uh say the question again because i was so Not focused on that your zipper was too loud yeah it, it drowned out the question uh so you weren't you were in law you were you were taking law and you then switched to film. So that's a that's not, you know, you're not walking the same path and you kind of bleed <laughs> into each other with right. a fork in the road. Yeah. So how does that happen? Uh, it happened for me in the fact that, like, I, I was studying criminal justice and politics at the University of Winnipeg. And uh, by my third year, uh, my mom passed away. And uh, it was very sudden. She got breast cancer. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, what do I have to do now? And I actually was like, I have to complete this this journey. I have to go to law school. And so I, I went full hard into school, and I started, like, I didn't work. I just was like, I'm a full-time student. I didn't really saw, see friends, didn't see girlfriends. Um, and um, eventually, I graduated criminal justice politics, and then it was this choice, and I had the scholarship to go to law school and that's when I was, like, getting panic attacks, being like, oh, my God, sitting at a desk and doing this. And the the pre-before, like, I, I, I've always loved movies. That was, like, my common inter- – like, if I was at a party, could not talk to anyone, I'd start talking about movies. I'd be like, hey, did anyone see this in theaters right now? And usually, like, someone would cling on to it and be like, yeah, you're my people. Like, totally. I find my tribe that way. And so I've always had this interest. I always want to be an actor. My parents were very much against me going and being an actor or going into the arts. They wouldn't. They said they wouldn't pay for my schooling. So at this point, I had some scholarship money. Or it was basically like a, a bursary, essentially, and uh, to go to law school. And I, I, I took that money. I was able to use it to fund my first year of film. Nice. And then I just worked while in school and finished my degree in film. And after film of graduating. I couldn't find a job in film. I actually worked in radio for like three, four years, producing in radio, being on air. And then eventually, by working this job on radio, uh, a producer found me on a golf course when I was doing a live event one day. And uh, he started hiring me just as a PA. And so that was my foot in the door, like getting my start in the working industry. But in general, as soon as I got out of film school, I kept making movies. I wasn't like, I, I met friends who forced me to keep making movies. And I think, you know, there's working in film and there's making your own stuff. And so I, I kept yeah. doing both. And and that's, that was also another thing too was, was well, actually, let's go back to film school. Like, was it everything, is, is film school everything that you thought it would be? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm, and I'm sure yeah. you're, you're going to agree with me on this because we were chatting pre-show in my apartment. You, we were just falling in love over the same we're books nerding and shit. Out, we're nerding yeah. out. Yeah, we're, yeah. Bro, we're bro downing here, yeah. right? Or whatever the hell the bros call it. Yeah, stepbrothering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know Kung Fu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, Kevin Smith, yeah. right? Vancouver Film School. Yeah. Goes in. He's like, fuck this. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm not saying that is the blanket statement for all film school. Right. But was it something that, uh, like, yeah, like I know, I know what he means on that sense okay. because you know, I used to 
like I, I mentor high school students and stuff, and I and I talk to a lot of high school students, uh, like uh, you know, like uh, little seminars, whatever. Anyways, um, and I know the first time I ever did one, they asked me that. They're like, "Is film school good to go to you like university?" And I'd be like, and they know the first time I said, I was like, "Nah, man." You know, like you you'll learn something. School's good, like, but yeah. like I don't know if it's worth it. And and I realize I I, I couldn't say that to that certain group because like totally, that yeah. that's that's a different. But in truth, like talking to you, yeah, I did not. I and I I actually at the 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 UW sent me an email last night being like, uh, we're gonna put you in our newsletter. Do you want to write a quote? And my quote was like just about my experience at UW, and it basically is the idea that I didn't really learn. But I m- was finally meeting people, being around by people that like to talk about movies. And that gave me a sense of like, whoa, wow. And for me, I'm such an extrovert. Meeting and talking about films uh, gives me such a high to create. And also the competition aspect of school. Like there's things I learned. I didn't learn anything about making movies. I, I feel like I just kind of figured that stuff out on my own. But I met people that had similar interests and wanted to do the same shit I wanted to do. And that's what I think school does more than anything. And at least I, for me, it did was just socializing and social, like just finding your tribe. And I think that's important. Yeah. I, I never did Mm post-secondary and I'm envious of those creative environments in that regard. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm part of a podcast community that's super great to be a part of. Like there's no, there's, there's, I mean, you learn podcasting at some of the courses here at some of the colleges and whatnot it's part of the curriculum but you don't really marry to it right it's just you know you got to do this to tick a box kind of thing and then and then (laughs) if you want to carry on i'm sure you do that after but um so i feel like a little bit of a nomad until this community i found and was like great there's other people and i understand that that when we're all together writing ideas for this show or when you're around people who share the same hobbies you do get that high yeah right and you're like oh okay i'm now we're, we're all group thinking right exactly yeah it, it's it, at the time i remember when i was in film school lost was big like it was oh. uh yeah i think like season one of lost just came out and it was like you know we'd meet up every i think lost came on like wednesdays or something like uh, like we'd have class thursday morning and we'd all be like did you watch lost Oh my God! That one guy wasn't off from the plane at all. He was on the <laughs> island. He, his like, holy crap! He's like Tom like, Cruise's cousin. What version of the island? And yeah, what yeah, timeline exactly. Of the but yeah. like all of a sudden, I walked to class. I walked into class, and I had people that wanted to talk about this shit. And yeah. like, and you know, and it wasn't about like reading chapters as much or anything like that. So it, it's fun to like just be surrounded by that. And and you know, I also because I was in film school, I had assignments and one of my assignments led to me becoming friends with one of my like main collaborators Marcus Hinkle and uh and then because of film school I was in classes with my two other friends who I've made movies with uh Milos and Fabian uh and the four of us ended up making movies together and that's the reason why I'm still here today making movies that's one of the reasons why TIFF worked out and why the next festival the next festival because we started out like all learning together and then jumping and making a movie together, and that movie did well, and the next one, next one, and we learned how to become a team essentially. Yeah, and I mean, it take like uh, a, a small film or a two hundred million dollar budget. It's a team. Yes, hundred percent. And then, like, I don't know, like, you know, we were <laughs> we briefly chatted earlier about like short films, like feature films, and I I love short films. Uh, 
because part of me thinks it's harder <laughs> like in the sense of like getting your point across and i'm all about like shorter is sweeter in a lot of sense um like use like you know it's like a it's basically like a straight fucking punch as opposed to one two three uh <laughs> and there's got something it, yeah. you gotta fucking figure it out in the shortest amount of time and not waste people's time where like you're allowed to let things drag on a little bit more and like build the world within a feature film i think short films is just like you gotta fucking figure it out in the next 30 seconds like as soon as you hit the ground you yeah know? it's it's quick to, it's 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 quick to obtain the attention and then an even smaller window to keep it exactly so like i don't know i i've always been drawn to short films and it's when you start out too it's easier like we i produced my first feature last year and, and that did well and uh and like but you know even that one is just like i'm like watch it sometimes it's only like 80 minutes i'm like Mwah. Long, <laughs> <laughs> a little long, <laughs> like, longer than I normally do. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, it was like it's, interesting, it's but uh, seventy-six minutes longer than I normally. Yeah, make. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. Um. So your first, well, actually, before we get in your first <clears throat> film, you <throat> you get out of film school. Did you? You said you really couldn't get a job yet, right? Because you, it's it's not. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure when you get to a certain point, you you can gig accordingly and work and continue. But you got to work to get into it. Where like a normal day job, just show up and there's work waiting. It's it's a, it's a <clears throat> different worlds at that time too. Like the industry in in this province, uh, in, in this country, isn't what it is now. Especially this city, where like now you know there we have we are known as a service city. So a lot of Hollywood movies want to come here and use us. To just kind of get it done because of great tax credits. So yeah. Um. So like, and also, I didn't know like in at the time there was maybe like one movie every you know three months or something like that. So like to get on set was hard unless you were on the list. But like, I don't know. I I I didn't. I tried to ask around how to do it. it didn't seem like it was just like who you knew. Um. And when I started out, the first job I got was like a PA on a on a show called Geekopolis. It was like a small web show, and it was basically sure. about geeky things around Manitoba. And uh, and it was awesome because it wasn't like a union Hollywood show. It was just a small little thing, and I was the PA, and uh, I did like everything. But it was it was awesome, and the fact of like, wow, this is just a small like a four person crew where we just go get it done. And and I come from that, and because of like I was already making my own films. I come from the indie mindset of just get it done. We have no money. Just get it done. Use your skill set. Use your charm. Use your gift of gab. Use your connections. Get it <laughs> yeah. Get it done. And I love that mentality of filmmaking more than when I have a budget. Because all of a sudden, it feels like when you have money, you got to use money. Yeah. You got to spend it. You got to spend it. And then when they say you're not spending it, then you're going to get ridiculed on screen. Exactly. And then when you spend too much to make it look good, they're going to be like, why are you spending too much? Exactly. So like, And I think it's also more impressive when it's like, this movie looks like ten, like whatever fifty million, but it was spent in, with ten grand. You know, that's the those are the stories we yeah. want to hear more. And I think there's an aspect of like zero budget filmmaking, which I effing love. And short film kind of starts in that world. The, just recently, uh, as of yesterday morning, um, the forty eight. Did you hear about that? I did. That sounds like. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I was a brief exchange in the car on CJOB. But um, Ben and and Guy were on Guy Madden and. I don't know Ben. What's his last name? Ben Williams. Ben Williams. Okay. I, thank God I didn't use his Instagram name. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> ben, ben, yeah, that's what I was going. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I hope that's not his real name. <laughs> I'm that's sure he wouldn't mind offer. either way. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyways, but they uh, they're it's 48 hours. Yep. 
in 2021. Yep. Right. Uh, their website launches this weekend. Shout out to them. Yeah, right? yeah, their yeah. Website's yeah. coming out this weekend, so pay attention to that. Um, but uh, you get 48 hours to make a film. Yeah. Start to finish. Yep. And then everybody comes and watches the films. Yep. Hopefully in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't fucking wait to see that. Interesting. That's I, Maverick filmmaking. That's what you're talking about. I Just am, get that shit done. I am in a sense. It's funny because I, I really, I've done 48s. I really like the concepts. I don't think I want to do them anymore, but it's funny because, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It depends on the rules and the structure and how it's done. But, like, I, I've done them enough now, too, where I'm like, ah, I don't need to do it. But, but actually, the idea is, like, yeah, you actually are forced to get it made, like, in two days. And, like, it is really hard. The times I have done it, it's been kind of like, you know, like, in the scene in, like, any, like a heist movie, you set your, like, you're like, we can get what's my what's my team and you're like you know yeah, asking people yeah, yeah, to yeah. join because and that's what it 48 is pretty much at first like the first like initial like i you you kind of come into it with an idea usually but like then you're forming your team because you're like to get it all done in that amount of time and like especially if you're going really complicated unfortunately every time i've done one it's super complicated <laughs> i can't of course yeah it is. if it's it can like flashbacks it cutaway multiple <laughs> cast like you know steady steady long takes. steady long takes yeah we've done those yeah. and like anything ridiculously hard but i love i love challenges like but for me it's like i love logistics when you tell me like how do we get a guy to jump from six roofs and then land on like an air mattress and you know i go that is a challenge. How do we fake that, or how do we do it for real without getting the cops or yeah. or involved? You know, anything. What's, how far can we push this? Yeah. So, like, I love logistics, and I love trying to figure problems out. That's People. like seventy percent of filmmaking is logistics. Hundred percent. Assembling the troops yeah. and lining them up in a row. And well, I'm a big believer <clears throat> of like, you know, to be a amazing director, you have to be like an amazing producer, and vice versa. Like, I think the producer director is kind of like the gardener and the flower um oh and, and yeah. that aspect you have the creative and you have the person that kind of makes the creative go and grow um but i think i think the strongest like director producers are, are both and you know you you can look at some of the best i you know one of the ones i always like using as an example there it's not a one person it's christopher nolan his wife is a very like one of his main producers and he's like they're an amazing team like husband and wife team that people don't really talk about like as much and I, uh, I like i don't know like there there is something there i think i think that just makes you a stronger director because you can think about when you're putting it together how it can actually be done once you have the script yeah i i speaking strictly out of out of my depth here i'm out of my <laughs> no man do I, it i'm out of my element johnny <laughs> donnie fuck see yeah uh, i'm never gonna get my 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 thing that you don't know about is I always get ninety seven percent of it right. So when I quote a movie line, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I call Donnie Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love the Jake, Big Lebowski. Jake, I am your father. Right? Yeah, Jake, Jake. I am your father. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. McGurkin. Yeah, all that shit. Um, no, that's that's an interesting perspective from from sitting back because if you can put on if you can if you can empathize with the other position and look at it through somebody else's eyes, it would cut down on having producers versus yeah. having the producer mind and being trusted. And yep. then, you know, you've, you've got those. It's, 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 Hey man, you see it more and more. I think lately, especially when you watch bigger Marvel movies and who are attached as producers and stuff. Sometimes it's a, they get it because of that, but like, take a look at the writing credits too. On top of it, it's just like, you, you, you kind of start seeing like, ah, it's good to be a Swiss army knife of traits. Yeah. 
you know, and definitely, and, I've, and the people that I've talked to say the same thing. Like if you if you can work on a set, if you can wear multiple hats, if you can be accountable, if you can show the fuck up and do what you say you're gonna do, like that's that's the essence of being on a film crew. Yep, it, it's a hundred percent. Like I don't know. Like again, this is one of those things I I, I teach a lot when I when I'm teaching people that are emerging um i i i went into it learning as much as i could because when i decided not to be a lawyer i needed to make income i was like i need to make this survivable not just make enough money to make my films i need to be able to like live off this so i'm gonna learn every job and just kind of do that and be the every the every job guy so i when i started doing like i was started pa and then i was like I went into union work, which is the big Hollywood movie doing lighting and grip. And then eventually ADing worked in the art department for a little bit. And then I got out of the union world and I started doing non-union stuff, which is more like documentaries, travel shows. Uh, I was the travel guy in, in the city for a while. Whenever like <clears throat> a company had a show where they're like, we're traveling, get Ian involved in like, I'd go <laughs> scout, figure it out, how to logistically put it together, how to get like, you know, where do we get food in the middle of nowhere? You know, like situations like that. So I, I learned how to be a line producer in some sense, and that's what I kind of do for work and money now is line produce and direct. And uh, and so, but that all came from the idea that I had all these skill sets of like, you know, working with uh, the catering or working, like figuring out all these different job aspects. And, and I think that's the producer element of just like knowing a little bit enough about everything just to make you like strong to when you actually are like putting a film together and writing and like and directing eventually. So and I, I think directors are need to be like the best communicators. That's what I've always said. Like producers can get away with not being <laughs> so they can figure out money. This is it. I think George Bernard Shaw says the illusion the greatest illusion about communication is that it's happened. Ha. Great. <laughs> Love it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got me? Yep. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> what what was that? Yeah. <laughs> right. So and that's that's yeah, you're 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 a parent, you're a guardian, you're um you're a maverick, you're you're a lot of different things and a lot of and I guess understanding a catering problem from a producer's perspective, it's never going to be something that you're going to do a lot. But no. when if you have to, sure nice to call on that tool. It, it's 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 the weird sympathizing, even in the situation, as opposed to like, ugh, okay. But like, I think you know, maybe maybe I'm too empathetic when I say that. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. I it's get it. It's that hey, I said it earlier. Get it done mentality is what I what I come from. So I dig it. I uh, that's yeah. It's. it's <laughs> check the box yeah exactly right? yeah. and move on um there's a ton of things i want to ask you and i want to get into the, the stuff i watched that you so graciously sent me because i was sitting here last night laughing good okay man those were great some great <laughs> flicks um and i'm glad a lot of them are on your vimeo channel for people to see yeah right? I, I i like during quarantine i was one of those things like i should have been doing a long time ago but i was like i'm going to put everything i need to put on my vimeo finally so yeah that, that was a big thing this last few months and and I mean, once you get out of the festivals and stuff, and yeah, you're able to show it. You know, after you've tried to sell it, right? exactly. Yeah. Then you know, it's it's people got to wait, right? That's yeah, my point. Totally. Um, but I I want to talk about a little bit of a more short film aspects and one question specifically. Okay. What do you think about streaming services starting to give a fuck? Like, or should they give a fuck? Because I feel that I might not have the time to get into an episode of something, but I still want to be entertained. So Netflix, Disney Plus, Crave, 
Hulu, whatever the next freshest fucking name's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be beneficial. What are are we talking about streaming services playing short films? Yes. Oh, um, so they, well, they are right now. Like for their, their, I think Crave has some, for sure Netflix has a couple of, so because Sundance and Netflix made a deal a while back where like um, Netflix uses Sundance to look at like a lot of their films. So they they will buy shorts from there. They don't do it often, but they will. Um, So they, like you can find them now. Like some films do sell on crave on these i'd say more netflix and prime so right now buried they are 100 percent. like um, and i'm i have four of those services yeah and and having been exposed to talking to you guys more in yeah. your industry and and you start with short I yeah, guess, yeah right like yep. it, it's it, it's short yeah right it's not it's you don't take on the big task yeah and some so, people do <laughs> well, and, yeah no totally and 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 they fail <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Fucking expensive fail. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, right? yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You gotta you you gotta you gotta fall like that yeah. to get why you shouldn't do it again. For sure. Yeah. Right. So um but I I they're not readily available and just in the short time, pun intended, <laughs> that I've that I've been watching more short films, I would like to see them. I would just be like, right. I, have, I have ten minutes, I have twelve minutes, and I mean films. I don't mean little educational breaks right, in a, right, right. a 17-minute story on, you well, know, uh, some restaurant somewhere doing something. I, I think the I think how they, like, so I, okay, one, I think them putting it on, like, streaming services, like short films being sold to Netflix and actually being able, I love that. You're right about the buried aspect. I think a way around that is doing what, I think they, when they're being sold, they need to be packaged, or like they Netflix needs to be like uh, on their contract, we will be packaging this with other short films and like present it that way. So Netflix has their shorty cuts, you know, like something yeah. like that. And like that's how festivals run. So I'm like, that being said, though, but then maybe I'm buried beneath a shorts program that's not very good, you know. So there's a two way looking at it in that sense. However, like it's funny how like short films do better on YouTube than on uh, like a streaming service in a lot of ways. So, uh, and I'm also finding, so in truth, the, the film strong Sun is, is I, I sold it. I sold it. I have a distrib- distributor. <laughs> and, uh, and so when I initially was having meetings with a bunch of them, um, it was, I was surprised because I guess it's a good length, but like I was getting quite a few hits for, uh, for people, uh, sales agents. And so the one I ended up signing with, um, they were telling me the different avenues that they could sell it to. They were like, okay, well, they are like talking to Fox Searchlight right now. They're talking oh. to uh, the New Yorker, uh, and they like, I can't, I don't want to say numbers, but they pay really, really well. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea the game has changed in the last like five years. Like, I, I've made money off my shorts, like good money, but like, like the game has changed quite a bit. Where they're like, short form content is wanted and sought out. It's just like where you can even sell it is even more because every magazine apparently has a short, f- like film forum. And the New Yorker is very culturally woven. For sure, they they they, they play in a lot of different arenas when yep. it comes to the fabric of of pop culture and art and and movies and music and. Yep. Technically, so, they have a show on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, uh, whatever that new show is, that loved one. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, I just I. People have shorter attention spans, so you would, and I guess that's what you're saying, is yes. that in the last five years there's been a shift where you either go for the big two and a half hour long, you know, train ride, yes, go and dips and you know ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys and big story, big money, big entertainment, yep, or you 
don't at all. Yep. But wouldn't it be nice to have this this like I would love to see a tab on Prime or Netflix or any of them that just is a collection of shorts. Like, yeah. Like staff picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like staff picks is great. Like that that whole thing is like turn some of your employees, turn their lists loose. Yep. And start putting out an art like you don't have a short column and you've yeah. got all this fucking room for yeah. it like you could put you could put more of it yeah because it's smaller it's, it's condensed filing it's like, funny how like you know air canada will buy it uh yeah but right? like it's Eating harder to bullshit find. chicken <laughs> enjoying a fucking great film and you're like why am i here watching this well it feels like you know who has a 15 minute flight so why would you not like get i don't know like I'm like that one i'm like but they they air canada sells like they buy a lot of short films so I, it's funny because I've always said like I've always been a fan of short term. I was doing, I've, I've said this for a long time. Like I was doing Casey Neistat before Casey Neistat. I just didn't realize what I was doing, and I wasn't posting on YouTube. I was just doing it for me and putting it on Facebook because I thought Facebook was going to be the winner out of Facebook YouTube. And um, and <laughs> I and I yeah, you know what? I'm poor. You got me. <laughs> I missed that big yeah. wave. Yeah, Everything no, no, no. I'm wearing used. <laughs> um, hey, buddy, I get it. Yeah. I love, I'm down with somebody yeah. walking through my clothes for a couple couple of years first. Um, uh, but no, like I, I, but I was doing like short form content, like just YouTube videos, but not you know that's what they're called now. It's just me talking to the camera, making funny things, and even. It's funny. I, I like you can. I, I tell people, look at my Instagram, uh, my highlight reel, because like two years ago, I got like pancreatitis, so I, I was I couldn't eat basically for like four months. Um, so I was miserable as fuck. Lived alone. Was like, to, and to not think about eating, I would just like make things, and I was making fifteen second Instagram stories that were creative and weird and whatever I could think of, just weird stuff. And what I was doing was making TikToks. And, and, and no, and like, it's <coughs> weird because I reposted them on TikTok, but like, because, you know, like I, I didn't really understand what TikTok was when I got it. I was like, oh, I was making these like yeah. three years ago. And I'm like, I was talking before I was ticking. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, I got to use that. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, there's something about short term content that really picked up. I think I love the idea of like 15 second movies like i love the idea of tiktok and filmmakers playing around with that concept because in my head and even when i was making my like insta story tiktoks whatever you want to call them they're all my highlight reels if people people ever get bored but um i took them as their three act plays or three act structures five second act one five second act two five second act three you got to be out at that 15 second mark it gave me something to do and it's a challenge in 15 seconds yeah that's what short films are it's it's the Twitter of the movie world. 140 For sure. characters can 100%. you be funny, right? Exactly. Like 280 now. And but. like and and there's rules like there's unspoken rules with short films whether they're like like people say like 10 minutes is the best time though I've seen amazing ones that are 20 minutes, you know. Um and you know some people say 5 minutes is the best time, but like festivals people are like, "Uh yeah, about 10 minutes is like the going rate, you know." Yeah, because then they've got structure around how they can do the show and how many they can put into exactly. the panel. And yep. Yeah, that's, like, it's a you don't want a forty-minute short film <laughs> tucked in with two other shorts where you can like two other like, ten-minute clips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like which one were the other ones? I don't want to stick around for these other yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. My attention's spent. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is harder, getting started or finishing something? Not, not movies, not sex. No, <laughs> <laughs> both. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, no film, film. Um, what's 
is it is it harder to find yourself getting motivated and to like kick it into gear and start doing it because movies is tactile right right you've got to book the gear you've got to get the people like it's right you can't bullshit your you way assemble the army yeah, yeah right you yeah. get the circus going yeah, yeah. locations scouts yeah. budget like lots and lots of things from my sideline view i can't even imagine being in the circus right and and i mean short film you can still have 30 to 50 people for sure yeah you can for have... a short film if you really want to get yep crazy about it uh, yeah I, i'm thinking like it's funny i think starting is the hardest but i'm saying starting in the idea that writing okay writing has been the channel like the biggest challenge for me because i feed so much of my energy off people i'm such an extrovert I, when I sit alone for too long, I start getting, oh my God, I'm going to like, I'm, I'm, my, my heart starts going too fast and I need to like, oh, move I get around. it, buddy. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, um, so sitting down and forcing it out. But though, as soon as it, when I get like that five minutes of just like creative bursts, it, it starts working. And I, and I, I've been, you know, I think four hours is the right amount to spend writing. Um, or anything more than that is just like you start burning yourself. You're doing anything creative. I think four so hours spin chunks. a little bit. Yeah, you can't formulate yeah, exactly. I've, I've sat here for hours at a time doing this. Yeah, right. And not that this and that are the same thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a thing where if you, you if you if you flow and spiral too much, then you just lose your yeah. point of focus for sure. It, then... it, so like I think starting is harder than finishing though. You know, it just depends on the day. Like I, I, the arts, not just film. The arts is bipolar. Like there are days you are like, I am champion. I can do anything. <laughs> Fuck you, God. Um, and then there's, <laughs> I was gonna say dad, but I was like, is that too on point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, <laughs> um, okay, you answered one question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there's other days where you're just like lowest of lows, and you're like, I will go become a sewer person and like live amongst my people now. And like and and so that's that is how I define film always or, or the arts. It's just like yeah. And in the days I'm low, I need my army, my like friends, my yeah, my my thousand yeah, true yeah, yeah. fans or a hundred true friends to like give me a boost. I think social media is evil, but I also think it can really fucking bring you out of the gutter when it needs to. So oh yeah, no it 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 can put you there. Yeah, and it can take you out. Yeah. So there's always there's always that sweet spot, right? Yeah. Moderation. Yeah. Even exactly. moderation and moderation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not- I said that about dating apps, man. I'm just like. There's highs and lows. I love being validated by a pretty girl, but at the same time, I fucking hate dealing with the bots. <laughs> right, and then when yeah, yeah, pre pre partner, uh, yeah. pre Shauna, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you'd get sucked in by a bot. Yeah, and like you're like I would get I'd get excited. I'm like, yeah. oh, someone's nope, not somebody's not into me. Somebody yeah. is just testing. The, somebody's Westworlding me. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. They're doing. totally. They're I know. sucking my I'm data. Like, and damn re- you, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, I got Anthony hopkins <laughs> <laughs> i i've i was always like i'm one of those people like i would well i still have the dating ass but i'll look at it and i'll i'll look at this person i'm like they're beautiful they're the one and i'll be like i hope i match i hope i match and then there's like a delay of silence as like i swipe and like, nothing <laughs> happens and i go fuck i'm alone forever <laughs> but like everyone's that's too much that's too I, much big and small it, man. i know like, man but i got i just want i want validation baby. i know we all do <laughs> yeah we yeah. all at the end of the day we want everybody to stamp it and say good job yeah here's yeah, your yeah, star yeah, no like, it's rub it's, my back rub yeah. my back tell me i'm great <laughs> yeah. you know you know love me 
More, more. Give more. me more metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Touch we, my inner thigh. <laughs> lick stro- my ear. Stroke my neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you thought I was going somewhere no, else. No, I stroke. yeah. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay, another another quick uh, yeah, yeah. quick Ianite here for, for this. Uh is it harder? No, sorry, we've already asked that one. It's uh, hard all the time. It's hard okay. all the sorry, time. Sorry, I don't that's know. What What's the appropriate I, that's the appropriate you, you said this show? you said you're chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, this show that's a you you're Perfectly in the wheelhouse of Perfect. of the podcast. My um, pants are off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Sorry. of pants off, let's take a break for a second. Yeah. Have you seen the new Hugh Jackman video that he did for RM Williams Shoes? Oh, someone posted it, and I did not. I didn't read, but I saw something Hugh Jackson Jackson relation was coming. Yeah, like he, I don't know what's happening. He was just naked in an ad. Wow. And he's talking about how he'll never wear anything else but RM Williams shoes. Fuck. But he's completely naked. Holy you don't fuck. see anything, but right. like he's he's and he's like, no, this is the best thing ever. And then he starts like wiggling around in his chair and rubbing his butt. Whoa. <laughs> it's an amazing commercial. That's hilarious because I rewatched Logan recently, and I and I was like googling like how old is he, and I was like, that guy fucking looks insane like that guy takes care of himself that guy does not get high <laughs> no no he doesn't he does he, he no. doesn't need to he, no. he's validated uh <laughs> uh he <laughs> but that's what hollywood trainers get you that's true like I if do. i if i won the lottery yeah the first thing i would do is call hollywood and be like give me your best personal yeah trainer i agree and your best chef isn't that funny because i i have that theory too sometimes where i'm like I'm like, I, I would get a trainer and do this if I had X amount, but I'm like doing the exact same thing. I like, I'm financially fine. I could easily do all these things. I just choose not to, which like, I, I'm, I just like, no, no, establishment. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's just funny. Like, like I always do the lottery game as well. Uh, like being like, if I win the lottery one day, I will do this. But yeah, I also, uh, I, when I get bored some days, I do watch like a lot because I like working out and I like that aspect, but I like watching like trainers being like, this is how Chris Hemsworth got six pack in in, like three days. Or Thor two, the movie no one watched. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't and thank you. Thank you for Thor Ragnarok. Right. Like, oh no t- kidding. Thank you, Tika Watiti. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that did a lot for him. Yes. In an it, it brought his cause his pre Thor stuff. Like Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. Uh, which Shauna watched, and I was like, "Meh." And then I, she was watching oh, it again, great. and I was like, "This is so good." It so has so much heart. It is, and it's 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 got the kid from Deadpool uh, in Deadpool, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's got uh, Sam Neill from yep. Jurassic Park, <laughs> right? And then when you start to understand Watiti's brand, yeah, and you see it more. You see it more, and I'm yeah. so glad that that guy's got like an Star Wars. <laughs> well, an Oscar. Never mind that, but like yeah. he's Mandalorian. getting Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, Disney's knocking for other things. Yep. Marvel, yep. Star Wars, like it's he's he's written I, his I ticket. will I will admit though I wasn't the biggest fan of um of uh what we do in the shadows. Um, I have not watched the show, but like the movie itself, I was like I don't know mockumentary. I've seen The Office. You yeah, know, I've like, watched Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's I've, just like eh, I've seen it done at the best. It was good. It just didn't make me laugh. But I love him for Fly the Concords, one yes. of my all time favorite shows. Yeah, no, his his brand is. It's there's and there's nobody else doing it. It is. It's it's dry comedy. It's like if like the Concord, I've always said like I don't laugh out loud till like the next day because it's just like so dry that it's funny. And I think there's that, but he's also very quick at the same time. He has some Edgar uh Edgar Wright in him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. It's 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 quick. It's a little cutting. 
cutting. That's a better word. And but it's not as dry as like Wes Anderson. Yes, right. Like you, you don't you don't that's have a, to, that. That's very yeah. That's dry. Which yeah. is why he can play in the Thor Ragnarok universe. Right. And then also do like uh, Jojo, or, do Jojo yeah, Rabbit, yeah. and it's the same kind of humor, but yeah, you, you, know, you see the difference. It's vessels different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which like is a great re- way to ask you what the right question was. That was going <laughs> on. What makes a film great for you? Like, what do you? What's and there's a ton of things we can pack into right. that. But what's like one thing that you're like, a film is great for me if this is done. I think oh, that is uh, that's a good question. I think probably. It must, it has to, it's story. Like, I think story trumps all. Like, that was like, you know, there's little, um, like, uh, little, like, things, tidbits from film school that I remember. And I remember that being some, like, a prof saying that to me. Be like, story trumps all. And I think, you know, that's it. You can have the shittiest footage or a shot on your iPhone or whatever. And as long as, as long as the story's strong, you will stick to it. You know, like, I, I don't know. I think, I think that, that usually is the thing I look for the most because, I, I I don't want to be like I have ADD, but like my attention, I sometimes you can because like, I do. Okay, good. And a pirate sees a pirate. So it's, all good <laughs> it's a bit like I I sense the idea. When just you like, came in here, yeah, and you were just mesmerized yeah. by everything, I was like, oh, kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like ah, things. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, uh, but like I I find like stories the one thing to like lock me in more than yeah. like uh, a good performance or amazing camera movement or you know it's just I, I need good story and that that locks me in enough and like your tiff your typical like hero's arc or do you like something oh that, interesting like, um do you like this is just this is just coming off the top of my yeah yeah, my, yeah. my dome right now yeah, but yeah. like um improv Im- okay i i love improv no I, lo- I, I do too i love knowing that like like one of my favorite stories is the gun scene in uh uh the departed oh is that improv? That's Jack Nicholson. Oh, I did know this. Sorry, yes. Bringing a real gun on set. Yes. And dropping it, and that was when DiCaprio saw it. So DiCaprio's look. Yeah. I wouldn't. Maybe not so much improv. Yeah. But riffing. Right. Right. And 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 messing with like like Goonies. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. Spielberg was like, "We're not letting them in until the ship is built." Right. And then they tried to get the first reaction on tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the most genuine version of of the of the character they want right um so did those kinds of things play yeah into... i i i definitely like Ooh. yeah told you yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh there's cat, buffalo cat yeah. might take uh, take away they usually come out right around this time cool. which i don't know what oh, this i don't time mind is. i just i thought i was like oh is she gonna drag my headset away uh, <laughs> no she'll be dragging your hand to yeah. touch her oh nice so feel free to smack it no don't smack it you know what i mean just push yeah, it out yeah, of the yeah. way the peta people are gonna get angry um no i think uh i don't know to actually define it i'm like what locks me in usually probably then that's when we lead to like i i'll draw myself two characters yeah for sure yeah for sure i'm, a, I'm again an extrovert and just I, I look for con- emotional ties, and so yeah, I'm very character based in that sense versus like you know an experimental that has some sort of storyline. If I, there's no character, I, I have a hard time justifying. Yeah, it. I love narrative, and I love I love a good character that I can at least. I think actually, a characters that I emotionally either want to be or just um, or relate to, like which which is pretty basic. But yes, I think those are my two. Do you do you like the macabre? Do you like the dark in a character? Do you? Oh, like, interesting. I like the bumbling idiot who has 
they have a sense of self, but they're just dealt a bad hand and they're they're like, ah, what's a good one off the top of my head? Like whenever I think of these questions, I never. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care about my answer. I care but about like, yours. Are you talking about like, but you're talking like maybe like a Han Solo? Is that like a guy? That's, no, he's not dealt a bad hand. He's too cool. No, nah, yeah, fucks. he yeah, that boy fuck. <laughs> Man, I want you to meet my buddy Martin. <laughs> you guys are fucking like this is just, Martin. Come home. Wait. You, does Martin fuck? No, okay. <laughs> Martin fucks. <Yeah. laughs> Martin's a fucker. Um, but uh, like, okay, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Yes, great movie. That, that character, yeah. right? The one who's like bumbling but still gets it gets st- it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. And I guess like we we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with uh, Mark, one of the guys in the show. His his partner. He fucks. Yeah. He fucks. We all fuck. Yeah. Um, we're fuckers. <laughs> and uh, she brought her friend on, and we went. What should be in a leading man? That was right. the conversation. What, oh. what, what kind of characteristics are re- believable? And, right. You know, something that you would aspire to be in real life instead of, you know, a Lamborghini in a room full of roses. I see. So yes. um, I, 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 I anchor to characters who have flaws. I see. In okay. that regard. What would, what do you I would, do? I would say I'm like, definitely. I love, I love um, the asshole leaders. Like I love a, I'm going to use Robert Downey Jr. Like I, I love, depiction of tony stark i think like i'm yes because i'm i'm a i'm a swarmy khaki yeah i'm like i'm a i'm a well i've been told even by like i'm not self-defining it's just like i've been told charming asshole um because i can get shit done but still have people smile at the end of the day you know yeah Uh, and i and i love characters like that who are quick talkers who can just jarvis give me a beat to beat my buddy's ass yeah 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 (laughs) like shit like that like is so fucking good like you know um and, and it like sometimes i find you know, when I'm really on, I'm I'm too quick sometimes, and people don't catch it, and I'm like, huh, that was a good joke. <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> You're the and, only one who gets your joke. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. um. But that being said, too, there's like, I think those types of characters are usually damaged as well. Yeah, like they're they're dealing with their shit, and I, I think I just relate to that. So definitely, those are those are my my favorite. I'm also very much I love underdogs as well. Like, I'm uh, one of my favorite type trope movies is coming to age. Um, I like it too. One of my favorites. I like. But you know why? It's because we've all ha- we all want that big moment in yeah. life that defines you. Yep. That you conquer. I I I can get behind a coming of age too. Yeah. Like any day. I, I I don't know. Yeah. It's just that you're. I think you nailed it. It's just the idea. Of just like I like I relate to this boy who's going to ask her to the dance. Yes. Yeah. yeah like because yeah. we've all been the boy. Yeah. 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 The girl Stand on your car and hold that stereo. <laughs> I was just thinking. St- yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like. Uh, also, I don't know what voice I'm doing, but <laughs> that's okay. We've I've I've found many voices I didn't know I had <laughs> right, yeah. come out on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, la 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 is my magic voice. Okay, I don't know where I've done that enough times that that's now something I. Uh, it's a tick. Yeah, like yeah, I need yeah. to get the. F- uh, sorry, everybody, that needs to stop. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah, tell us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> Specifically me, but um, okay, great. Let's. Now that I know what you like in characters, I want to talk about the stuff I watched. Okay. The good stuff I watched. Okay. Uh, so I started with Offline. Okay. And was like, I'm going to, okay, so Offline, interrupt me if I'm wrong, which I'm used to. Shauna corrects me all the time because I'm wrong. <laughs> um, love you, babe. So Offline is grandma is, it's it's the story of a German grandma whose family tries to teach her how to use the internet. And she accidentally breaks the internet. And a downward spiral effect of humanity's addiction to technology takes place, and everybody's exposed and whatnot. Is that kind of that, that's that's pretty on it? Yeah, that's it's pretty like on a it. grandma deletes the internet that causes a chain reaction around the world. 
South Park also did it at one point. <laughs> really? <laughs> they did a, a similar, like, internet disappears from around the world. And, like, but they did, they ripped off Grapes of Wrath. I think we're, like, we're satiring, like, Armageddon and End of Days movies. <laughs> <Don't, don't>, yeah. <laughs> totally. So. Okay, so first off, where does an idea like that come from? Uh, so it, it came, uh, so first, that movie is, like, almost, like, 11, 12 years old. And, and it, one of the reasons why, like, I show. It doesn't look well, that old. So it I, looks really. Shot on a T2I or something. No. Did we five uh, D? I don't know. Regardless, that movie. I know it. It, it still holds look wise well, but also it's one I like showing students because it's a student film. We shot half in Europe and half in Canada, and I can get into details later about that. But like the idea itself came from like um, my uh, he's he's the DP, like the main producer, because uh, it was his student project for him. But we all did it together. Uh, but his name's Marcus Hinkle, but his grandma, he had to teach her how to use the internet. And then he was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a stupid idea. And then like, and then I kind of shit Let's on it. Make for it. A bit. But then we like started playing around what were the different scenes. And we're like, is this a movie or just a bunch of vignette short films? And then we were like, well, maybe we can tie in a through line. And so he, he lived in Germany at the time. He lives in Canada now. He, he, uh, and we started writing the script with uh, the third <laughs> director, uh, sorry, the other director who's in Germany. And Marcus and I would like basically have a Dropbox folder with the script and we would update it. Marcus actually would rewrite it for me sometimes in English because he'd write it in German and write it back to me in English and then I'd read it. And so we kind of pieced it together over the internet, which is ironic. Kind of like okay, postal I was going to ask you that because yeah. I was like, I think this is being filmed in two different places. It is, yeah. By, but, but like I, I thought that's what was happening but it was such a brief moment right. that I was like, I, I have to ask him. Like, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Because you can't tell otherwise. No. So the movie, like, with with Marcus's school in Germany, they gave him about $3,000? Yeah, dollars. It was in euros, euros or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was converted to, like, about 3000 Canadian. So we, we uh, so the deal was, Mar we were like, Marcus was like, I will shoot half the film in Europe. I will shoot the other half in Canada because Ian's there, and, like, I want him directing and i wanted him producing it so he basically used the money to fly back and forth and then we had like a little bit of money for the actual films so the film is like no money i'd say like if anything the thing that doesn't hold up in the movie is the acting um but uh i think personally but maybe that's me being too critical of my own stuff <laughs> but uh but like overall like it, it it still fucking works for some reason and yeah like so marcus came for two weeks or so and we shot for like four or five days then he left uh, went and shot in Germany for like four or five days. And we did a bunch of pickup shots. I did some in Winnipeg. He did some in Germany. He would send me the footage of German stuff. That's we'd really go, cool. And we would go back and forth and then he'd send me the CGI stuff. And yeah, so that we just basically pieced this together across the ocean. And, uh, and it, it honestly, like it was one of like our one, it's one that movie has made a crap ton of money because Europe festivals pay really well. Uh, good thing to tell a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that because um, they, they pay screening fees and they also give you huge award money. We won a bunch of stuff. So that movie paid so much more than the budget. Let's put it that way. And, um, and that's then, what you want. That's the that's what you want. But like, <laughs> honestly, it was just did well. Like it was a student film, too, that did really well. So it I don't doesn't know. track like a student film, I man. Like I was really because that's the one you made in part with you, University of Winnipeg, right? Yeah. OK, I. Like when you hear student film, yeah, I know it's like student haircut. Yeah, right? totally. It's You're, like cringeworthy bad. Yeah, yeah, like bad angles, bad yep. lighting, shaky camera work, like all of yeah, the things totally. that you expect from a student. But like that, 
there's something coming out of University of Winnipeg that's, that's <laughs> like doing something really well because right. I was I was like this should this I could watch another 10 12 minutes of this like, yeah, yeah yeah you know and I mean it was it was precise in the way like I, I actually I took notes oh nice um it's and, it's uh, cut very I was gonna like you know it's cut very it's edited very yeah, well and like, and I like I give that to Marcus who's like one Marcus is I'd say like He's uh like one one of my good friends. I actually commissioned his wedding last couple weeks ago, uh. But uh, he's super talented. And he's almost like the opposite of me, where he's like super technical, not as talky, not as like he's an extrovert, but he's like a quiet extrovert, very like German talks like this. And uh, but like he's super. He knows you know animation 3d no story as well that makes him like a fucking triple threat cinematographer <laughs> knows lighting like he knows the techie stuff and i know people and how to get shit done and like and how to get it that's made. a beautiful so we, marriage so we we really work well together and we're both perfectionists which is like you know it means we just fucking won't give up which is annoying that yeah because i mean both of you guys are lighting each other's candles yeah ends, exactly essentially for sure, right for yeah. sure um, what I, <laughs> you're, you're like 11 years early on what your whole story is about too. Like yes. the, the jokes that you're playing <laughs> with the addiction to Facebook and technology yeah. and the breaking of the internet, the, the, the couple fucking and then getting up and going, I need to check my Facebook. Yeah. That's not a black mirror episode right. anymore. Yeah. That's, that's somewhere that just happened. That's funny. Yeah. You're right. I didn't even think of that, but you're, you're right. We are like, cause the addiction to the internet probably isn't what it is now. Like especially to our phones and all that. Like, Instagram wasn't around. We would have had Instagram jokes if Instagram was around. It was only Facebook at that time. 11 years ago. Yeah, it was 20, 2010 we shot it. 2011 it came out or something like that. Or maybe, like, 2011 we shot it. 2012, something like in the range. But Instagram was not around for sure. If it was, it was not being used as no, it is now. No, like, Facebook we, making its, you know, global debut. Yeah. The iPhone is, what? nine years old i think so at this yeah at that point 10 maybe yeah, somewhere, like somewhere. That's, uh, that's iphone yeah 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 right so yeah it, it's it was like you know like i remember us trying i think we wanted one character to have an ipad oh yeah we wanted the dad to have an ipad no one had an ipad the ipad just came out at the time we had like one like marcus found a friend of a friend of a friend to lend us their ipad and so it was like it was hard to find and it was like seven thousand dollars yeah no kidding right um <laughs> no camera <laughs> That's how it knows. I was like, hmm, the first iPad didn't have cameras. Uh, what else was there? Oh, the temper tantrum. The gamer that took the temper tantrum yeah, and started yeah. throwing everything. You've obviously seen the YouTube video. Oh, yeah, of course. Of the kid losing his shit on his, like, computer. And well, then... like, not only, like, there's that, but there's, like, so many, like, you know, like, different videos like that. Like, and it's funny because that, if you even think of the future, it's, like, Twitch. Like, what is Twitch now? It's that, you know, in a lot it's of ways. It's totally that. Like, that's the popularity of seeing reaction of gamers more than anything. Um, oh, and, like, the little nuances that you guys included. Like, just just things that you would miss if you, like, well, if you're not me and paying <laughs> fucking attention. Yeah, like yeah. Watching, it's, like, I'm, I'm uh, toothpicks, eyes open. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's just, that's habit. Um, <laughs> I the couple the gamer yep. and the girl in the park yeah how she keeps pulling his chin up dude because I, he can't look her in the face because yeah. he's not look he's not looking is that the point that you were trying to well okay one did not direct that scene uh that's that's the other German director that's German stuff okay uh, so so another director Ben Lenz who's like we basically it was me Marcus Ben that made the movie but like Ben directed that scene um it's my favorite scene that through line with the gamer that gamer I, I i have shot with him when i went to germany a long time ago for a different film so i, I did know that actor but like and he's really good 
but yeah, that that the gamer stuff and uh, and the actress and that I I didn't get to direct, which I was annoyed because I was like that is one looks the best in my opinion, but also the best through line, best story, and that scene of the park um, where the, she's like wanting to kiss him. Uh, he's pulling her his her his head. It's just so human. There's just something yeah. like so fucking real in that moment. And I I remember like I was talking to I showed it to a bunch of university students this film and I was talking about it. And I was explaining to them how like like that's my favorite scene and it kind of also makes me so sad to watch it because I I've, I've been in those moments like where I want to kiss her and I can't because I'm so nervous and like you know or vice versa where I'm like hey you know like you're just kind of doing this really subtle touch to see if there's any spark there. And it's beautiful in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's super. It's 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 beauty on beauty. It's beauty squared because that's also one of the end cuts yeah. where everybody gets up, goes back to their device, agreed, and they just stay together. They have the happiest of the of the story. Everybody's happy because yeah. they have somebody instead of searching through somebody through their phone. So there's a lot of metaphor in there. Yep, for sure. That okay, good. I was like, is this intentional or was oh, this yeah, accidental? Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad I have an eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. No, that you means. nailed it. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So second one I watched, uh, Imitations. Yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay, uh, in a nutshell for everybody, I want you, uh, please, everybody go watch these films. They're great. <laughs> when I say fucking weird, I like it. Yeah. But um, it is about a, uh obsessed fan who wants to look identical to a Justin Bieber type character. Exactly. Goes full bore, gets the surgery. Yep. And then wants to enter a karaoke competition to sing the song. Yeah. Um, what, what, Alec, was it Alec K? Uh, Austin, Austin, Austin Kelsey. K, Austin Kelsey. Yeah. I haven't, I honestly don't know which Austin I like more. <laughs> uh, like it, it's a, I don't know, man. That was, it is a weird film. It's funny. Cause like, I remember, it's not, great when I oh, say no, weird, no. I don't, I'm not No, no, it. I'm just like, it's funny because like, it's one of those ones, like, I don't find it as weird as, like, we did another movie, and that, this movie, okay, so Imitation was made with Marcus Milos, Baby, and myself, and like, we made um, another movie before, like, two films before Imitations called Under Neon Lights, that movie's fucking weird, that was almost <laughs> too weird, but I, it's one of my favorites, and fucking 20-year-olds love that movie, I did not do well at festivals, it, it was like, but it did help us in a lot of ways to get to where we are now. But um, uh, but that film was fucking weird. So Imitations for me was like, yeah, it has like a weird twist at the end. Um, but I don't think it's fully weird. But I found out because that film premiered at TIFF as well. And then it played a bunch of different festivals. That film, we found out through the TIFF programmers, uh, all the all the big festivals have like a Facebook group they're all part of. And so they share movies with each other. So when they got ours... Um, they passed it to another programmer and they were like, check out this fucked film and shared like the private link to like all these other programmers. So we were like circulating, like people loved it. Like people knew that movie uh, secretly. Maybe they didn't program it because it didn't fit, but they they knew of it and they watched it. Yeah, like just because it doesn't get staged doesn't mean it doesn't get talked exactly. about. Exactly. And that, you know, that's like, there's a whole, this is a, like a That might even idea. be more of a success sometimes. Oh, dude. I mean, not not comparable to, you know, being the, the guest of honor and well, being the top well, pick of the festival there, there's like but there's a hustle to like this this game like this is a complete other conversation it's just the festival game is a hustle and you and and or just getting any movie made is a hustle and you can be i i've always said you can be 90 percent uh like or 10 percent talent but 90 percent hustle and you'd be just as successful like i think people that have more hustle and talent actually do better in the world than those that are super talented and so i think 
that happening for us like people people talking about us opened other doors maybe like not even me realizing i think possibly that could be one of the reasons why i got tiff this year who knows like people remember a name and they go oh that guy he made that weird fucked movie like <laughs> it's such a good movie yeah. though. Like, <laughs> oh no 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 it's really and it's it i, I the, the it's based on a true story too like, really that a kid uh he's like 21 and he spent um his money to like get surgery to look like justin bieber you can google it but he killed himself recently like not recently mm. like i think when the movie came out like when we were and so we'd always be like when we share it be like it's this based on a true story and we didn't like tell the last part we'd be like no nah, let's not say anything about the kid who ended his life yeah he also had some i think mental I'm, issues something as well. was rotten in yes. denmark there yeah um, for sure i uh i i loved like it's fame obsession, <laughs> right? Which is yeah. what we all like now that we have these devices. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like there's this there's this theme that runs through both of these movies, and maybe I'm stretching it, but like you really have an idea of people and their weird eccentricities and things like just things that aren't normally talked about. Yeah, these are things that are themes in the movies, and I love it. Right? Like, I I would say like imitations offline. Maybe less so, but there's a, there's kind of a trilogy of like films that my friends and I did. It was like Under Neon Lights, The Champ, Imitations, and Offline has us too. But they're all very similar movies if you really deep down of like maybe Offline again because there's multiple stories within it. But like the idea of just like uh, this desire of a person wanting something, them getting it to the extreme. Yes. Like, and I think like I I, I don't know. It's 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 very it's an accident I think, but like I uh, I think that's. I think the underlining uh, underlying thought of it all is just like um, your passion will kill you. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's balanced. Yeah, again, right. Yeah. I really when the blood fell out of uh, like post surgery, yeah. fell the nose onto the book. Yeah, I was really hoping that the guy would come back to the counter and be like, "What's this blood of my book?" That's so funny. That scene is like one I talk about whenever that movie screens because the uh, the. The blood, okay, we were cutting it, and there's, like, four of us cutting this film together, and we're all arguing because the blood hits the book. There's no reason for us to cut to the book before the blood hits it, but we needed to based on how the story. So he basically grabs a book, looks at it, and then we cut to the book, and the blood. Shots need to have motivation when you're filming and cutting, and there's no motivation for him to cut to a, like, look at that book except that we wanted him to. There's no reason. Like, he's just, like, a bored character who picks up a book. It did not make any sense, and we argued about that scene particularly for so long. It's so funny <laughs> that you, like, pinpoint that particular scene. Well, I just, what I saw was I saw blood falling on the book, and I yeah. was like, okay, where's the connection with the book? Because it's been, it's <laughs> it's it's in the frame. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then the guy comes back, he's like, here's your, here's your, yeah. here's your Kelly mask. And I was like, I really wanted the... It, the there, there was a foreshadow to the book, though. Look, if you rewatch it or whatever the book cover has faces with no faces on it. Oh, and then obviously I don't want to ruin the ending, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's, that's a big thing. Yes. Uh, so watch it. Don't listen to us <laughs> ruin, ruin the ending for you, but it is, it's, it's, they're all funny in a kooky way. Like, yeah. They all have each film, uh, even offline actually has a, a song that we made specifically I, for the film. Yeah, yeah. There was a band that got credits at the end for, uh, so it, that one was, uh, well, Milos wrote the song, Milos being one of the directors and producers of the film. And then, um, 
our friend Alex also wrote that song as well with him. Like it was Milos, he was in a band and one of his old songs and our friend Alex has made it, mixed it and sang in it. Uh, but um, so yeah, he and our friend Alex is like went to school with us, very good friend, very talented filmmaker, musician who should be ma- being a musician but isn't. <laughs> so it's like we, let's abuse his talent and use it for us. <laughs> totally, yeah. Let <laughs> exploit it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and and then lastly, I finished with Strong Sun, yeah, your, your new film from from TIFF that we started on this yes. year. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what I got from it, and I would love to know its inspiration because yeah. it it jumps from the weird and the awkward to a serious, like there's a very serious tone there. That yeah. It's a very different movie. <laughs> it's a completely different. I love yeah. the vintage feel to it. I cool. love the, the eighties video camera aspect cool. because it just made it feel more like I felt closer to these characters because right. of what it was, it, it's done in a way and shot in a way because you even condensed it to video. Yeah, it's well, it's actually natural. It's super eight. Oh, it is. It is natural super eight. And I left the framing in there because people mostly crop it out and zoom it in to get rid of that black line. It creates a more level of intimacy. It did. Yes, with these two characters in a very brief window of time. So you've got the bodybuilding obsessed son, and you've got the father who has a mindset that is about status and about strength and about all of these things. But really, it's about his son taking care of his father when he gets older. Am I right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was fretting that all the last. No, that's it. That's, that's, you nailed it. It's literally that. It's like, I, I, it's like, a beautiful quick story because the, 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 he's, the, the father's trying to teach the son about a value system that may or may not work all the time. Right. But it is his only way of maintaining a relationship with him. Yep. It, Even, it's, and because one's very strong and one's very not, so there's this yeah. there's this juxtaposition there too. And well, to be st- like he is, he wants him to be strong to take care of him, and and it, it's something like at the end of it, oh, this isn't he's he's proud of his son, but his son is his like provider. Like it, it's just like a weird, you know, real dichotomy relationship, and it's based on a true thing it's like that's my dad in the movie my actual yes. dad he's great by the way thank you um he <laughs> and he, and like and it's him saying all the lines all voiceover and it's this just i don't know it uh it was a film i made for me and so to back the just backstory at all it was a one take super eight which is a uh, something uh that happens in winnipeg uh well used to back in the old world <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh but uh basically once a year there's a one take super eight event uh part of the windex festival of moving images um and uh i do one every year i've been doing them for like the last nine years and the last three i've done were about my dad and um and so it, because it's a low stake so to explain a one take super eight really fast it's basically you get a one take or sorry a super eight camera you have basically three minutes of footage and you uh shoot it but you got to shoot it and edit it within the camera so you're basically you know if you're shooting a wide and a guy comes in and you want to punch into him getting a close-up you have to do that in like order there's no editing in the computer after you're, oh, you're wow. edit while you're shooting so there's a really big trick to it as well too especially if you're telling a cohesive story like you want a match cut you have to figure out how to do that within the camera um so uh so yeah so this was part of this type of contest so then what you're once you're done filming obviously you don't know if anything came out you take the film you give it to the uh, the whatever the festival and then they take it for like a couple weeks and then you give them any sort of audio track you want and then they show it live in front of an audience for the first time so it's very similar to a 48 hour in a sense but you're oh. not a, you're not stuck in a time limit thing. yeah you've got a month or two to yeah exactly play. yeah so um 
So people have done really interesting, different things. So every the last three years of doing it, nine years, I, I did it about my dad. And then Strong Son ended up being this idea. I was like, I want to do another one about my dad. And I was like, he's, you know, he's in his 70s now. We have a very good relationship, but our relationship is like, you know, everyone has weird stuff with their dad. Father-son relationships. Yeah. I can, I can sympathize with you. Cool. In, in like, yeah. yeah. And like, and so... I, uh, back when I lived at home till I was 30, cause my mom passed away when I was young and I just ended up staying at home and to get my dad out of the house cause he was retired and not doing a lot. He's a very introvert and doesn't really have friends. He would come to the gym with me and he'd watch me work out and that became our relationship. Oh wow. And like, and, and he would just like sit on a bench cause it was just me getting him out of the house. He didn't work out. And so he just watched me work out and I just, you know, work in my little area. That's really re- okay. I want, I was like, where, where do you, where do you pick this? Yeah this lovely story up from well that and it's, your so life. It's, it's it's that and then like on top of it every line uh that my dad says has some back feeling for me like it traces all back to me like the like one of the first lines is like uh he gets my son works out on his arms he gets a lot lots of compliments on his arms he works on his arms the most and that's the, the backstory to that line is girls i've had girls in exes tell me i have really good arms they say like that's the compliment i get the most on my body <laughs> and and like and and for me too my dad is so unhealthy like his health isn't great he's diabetic he has amputated feet uh he can walk but kind of like weirdly and like and i see him struggling at this point and i don't want to be that so health and being strong is very important to me and um and, and I've realized part of it is because, like, I, I want to. I've always said you want to be the best part of your parents. You don't want to be the worst part. And the worst part of totally, his is yeah. his health at this point. And so I am so fearful of that. I work out, and so this movie became like a movie about all my insecurities and my relationship with my dad. And all my insecurities are being spoken from my dad. And 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 again, I made a movie for me for kind of a small little thing. Didn't take long to shoot. I'll be honest. Took forever to get it done. I'll. I'll that's the truth but like i made a movie for me about me and when i finished it i was showing it to people and people really responded to it and i had no in like i was not supposed to play i was supposed to play gimli i pulled out a gimli because the tiff emails were sounding really positive and i was yeah. like i'll play the lottery let's see if i can get in top a level festival and so like i and it's because you fucking also, did dude well yeah, well like you know like <laughs> twice like, yeah thanks man and like it it just there's something that when I started showing it to friends, people were like responding in a way I wasn't expecting. They were just like, wow, this is like very moving. And I was like, oh, it's about me. And they're like, yeah, I know. But like, it's actually not too, because it's about us taking care of our parents as they get older, because we're all in our like probably 30s now, majority of us. It made me kind of go, oh, I'm going to have to take Man. my mom to the gym one day maybe. <laughs> you know what i mean but like yeah totally it, not, not to poke fun no, at it no, but like no. just in, yeah. I'll, I know what you mean. take my mom to the to, to fabric land yeah. you know right like yeah. not dude I'm, the fact that you're not in that boat yet feel blessed because like when you know i've talked to other people and they're like yeah i hate like my mom wears a special beeper in case she falls so yeah. it goes to my phone if it, i don't pick up they call nine one one. Like that's their life at this point. You are their that's safety. That's a constant net. level of anxiety. Hundred percent. Like and there's a reason why it took me a long time to move out of my dad's house, and there's a reason why I could probably only make this movie now. And like be in the you know my dad and I were talking today. We were saying like our relationship's a lot better uh, because of 
like me moving out and like i don't know i and and now i look back at these aspects um of of like this like this working out thing which i at the time never thought it was weird but i was like and and honestly like I like I wanted to be weirder. I wanted like the bodybuilder to be curling my dad at one point. Like I wanted it to get weirder, but I was just I could not ask my dad to do it. And actually, it worked out better this way because the dad is sitting on the sun, and and at the end of it, you realize that's almost like it was accidental metaphor. I just thought there were funny I- images, but it's like this is the burden of this son. The dad is sitting on him constantly. He's holding the weight. He's holding the weight. Yeah, it, it's fucking like it's 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 an accidental thing. Someone told me that interpretation. I was like damn it that's good fuck i wish i was smarter enough to think of that <laughs> why didn't i frame that better? why did why i i just thought it was funny and i laughed but maybe that's why i thought it was funny because i thought it was interesting and looked sure. weird and, and because it's my life and that's what it does feel like some days so yeah man it's um actually i was gonna say the original idea for that super eight was it was gonna be about my dad same i same idea voiceover and it was giving my dad um going to the mall and uh, it was going to start with him looking in the mirror and voiceover being like, I'm going to go to the mall today to meet my friends. And he's like, I got to dress cool. And he starts putting on like <laughs> really baggy clothes, like 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 skater clothes. And then he dresses <laughs> up like a skater and takes the bus to Polo Park. And he gets to Polo Park and he tries to talk to all these skater kids. And and, he, but none, of, like, and none of them were like, what the fuck are you doing? And so he, and, but he keeps narrating me like... Uh, these are these aren't my friends, but these kids are cool. They'll respect me. And he walks up to them, and the kids are like, "Who is this old guy?" And then he's like, <laughs> "My kids don't want to eat with me." And he's eating at, and, it, and it's this idea that like this old man is making up a story because he's so lonely yeah. for his kids or his own like friends, uh, and he has no friends as this old age. And I and it, honestly, it's it gonna be funny, weird, and sad at the same time. But I, I don't know. And then I was shifting. I met Mandeep, the bodybuilder on set that summer and we were working together so much and i kept saying to him like look at you you're like an actual east indian person you're cultural you're the better version of me look at you. And i kept saying how good his legs were because people make fun of how skinny my legs are yeah everybody skips leg day man. everyone fucking skips leg day it's the worst i played soccer that's the only reason i'm gifted with any sort oh, of bigger leg muscle be glad man yeah. like <laughs> girls are like where's your ass <laughs> and like i'm like no i get that too oh, okay the woman in the other room yeah asks me all the time where, where is it and yeah. she's still looking for it yeah she's still looking for it yeah. jury's still out <laughs> yeah um but yeah no like it it, it's he uh, he just was a bodybuilder he like fucking was huge and i and so i was like man it'd be funny if he played my dad like my my that's my dad's son and and they just work out together and i was like oh and then it just kind of became this and and now it's it's taken on its own life and doing really well and it got like a bunch of reviews bunch of coverage top 10 list and and a lot of the a lot of the big story it's like a film shot on super 8 got into tiff and it stars the filmmaker's actual father. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Mm, 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 like, yeah, yeah, like your. You, there's a story in the story. Exactly, hundred percent. And like you know, I'll be honest. Like as I like, because I'm pushing, I'm hustling still. Don't worry. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't worry, fans. <laughs> uh, get to my OnlyFans page later. Check me out. I'll do a show. Um, but. Uh, but uh um, yeah, give me a link for that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just give me, me a link for everything else. It's just me reading poetry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check biggest, out my cameo page. <laughs> biggest disappointment on yeah. OnlyFans ever. Um I, I I secretly want to make a cameo page, but that's a different dialogue. Anyways, um That's a different podcast. Yeah, that's a different podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> um I lost my I lost my train of thought. I'll be that's honest. okay. Uh but yeah. Trains left the station a long time ago. I know, I know. It, it crashed. <laughs> no, I, I I was like I, I liked it. It's 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 artistic in a way that's not too 
like hoity. Right? Cool. Like, no, no. I had a friend say something very similar, and like I, he was like, um, "It's artsy. I get it." But like, and he's like, I, "I, and it's a good story. I totally get it." And I was like, and I was like, I wasn't. I'm not. A, we were texting. And I was like, I'm not offended by the word artsy, but can you define what artsy is to you? And I realized that's such a subjective term. So we ended up jumping on a phone call. He was just like, uh, I, hope I don't want to offend you. Well, yeah, I'm like, yeah. but dude, I would rather be offended. Like, I know all the good things about my movies. Tell me all the bad things. I love criticism because how for me nothing's fucking perfect. So tell me what I need to improve on. Like, I'm all about self-actualization. I want to fucking be the best person because that's going to get me to, like, that stage of an Oscar. And that's yeah. the fucking end goal. Let's yeah. be honest. You know? Yeah. No, it, it, it's – and then you, know, you bring up a great point because um, with this story, it's obviously about you, East India, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> telling stories like this mm-hmm. is not – commonplace right the industry obviously over the last couple of years has been exposed there's lots of problems there's one method of telling a story there's yeah. one way of getting a point across and it just seems to be incredible christmas is only celebrated by white people exactly yeah. right that's the point i'm trying to make without sounding like a moron yeah here. yeah so in your opinion like where is like how is how have you watched the industry kind of shift shift because this story if we're going to be honest here uh, probably may not have been picked up safe 10 years ago agreed at tiff and and, and that's not for any lack of it being interesting it's just because the industry looks at a certain thing and unless you challenge the status quo i agree okay no no i everything you're saying i I think i think it's so for one even tiff this year had like a special prize for female directors and stuff like in and in my program i was the only male director um, well, that's so, good to hear. So yeah, like you know, a shift there for one, and like, uh, but there has been a shift of importance. Now I'm not gonna say like, like, uh, like I I don't know. Like it hasn't been like earth shattering yet. I don't think, but it's been like the thing. Like we have to remember that we have to tell you un- different unique stories of people we haven't heard from in a, in like ever or a long time, and for sure, again. When I made this movie, I I I'm very whitewashed. Uh, well, I, at, le- at least I grew up that way. I'm I'm finding my culture now as I'm getting older, and I don't even know what the hell culture means. And I'm just like learning it because whatever matters to you, that's what it means. That's what, I, and that's what I realized by the end of it. And so, but when I ma- I made a movie about a father and son, then everyone else was saying like, no, it's about a South Asian father. And I was like, oh, right. And and I realized like I have to own up to the fact that I I am a you know a brown person working in film and that's a good thing right now people want to know that people want to give me money for that they want to help me tell my stories and like we're not in a traditional hollywood sense exactly not dumbing it down yeah not asking for not giving too many notes not production interference exactly your story it's your story and like i you know i'm saying there is a change happening where they want more of those and thank fucking god like part of me at first when this change is happening i was like i don't want to be like in the ghetto of like here we have to fulfill the subsection of like five percent need to be people of color but i i don't think it is that i think that was my initial thought where i'm just like i want to be part of the cool club just look at us all generally i that is happening i just looked at it differently at first and because this change is happening I, i i don't know it just feels like there there's a chance for people like myself, people of color, to really just get her, like, succeed. I'm going to use that word, just win. And and it feels get nice. Get some spotlight. Get some spotlight. And, like, I think, like, again, you're, you're 100% right. I think the 
this film being released right now at this time, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement really just brought a lot of things to attention. And for people of color, just it, it just kind of gave us a voice being like, we also matter. Hi, and we, we have a life. We have a life, too. We matter. And uh, and and so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's been cool to see. It's still changing. It's still like being like fought back. There's gatekeepers that exist that don't want this change or maybe i don't know they, they ignore it um but you know like i, I uh, humans are afraid of change yeah for sure and the, like and the worst thing any industry can say is that's the way we've always done shit yes 100 percent. you're gonna die yeah if you have that mentality yeah for sure it's just like i don't know evolution is just has to happen and and you know i made that joke earlier but, like but it's always movies. on somebody else's terms it's never on oh yeah can ha- evolution can happen but how dare it happen yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. dare i change yeah, yeah. the world must change <laughs> yeah um but no the the uh the story or me saying earlier like christmas movies or like you know they don't they only white people celebrate christmas like they're that that industry is still well industry as in like christmas movies its own fucking world of the companies that make that and strictly yeah. that for what's for up TV. hallmark yeah exactly um but like they have a whole thing I know there was a definite, like, casting people told me this, and I'm, I'm sure it's changed in the last few years, but, like, they're like, yeah, we don't really cast, you know, colored people in these movies, even as background people, like, or maybe they're deep background. Like, there was, like, certain things like that. But, you know, I again, I still, a lot of Christmas movies, all the leads are still white, and I think it's hilarious, and I'm like, ah, that's going to change. I'm excited for when, when like, you know. Yeah. I, do, you, do you know the movie Yesterday by Danny Boyle? Yeah, the, the Beatles. The Beatles uh, one. I uh, never got, I haven't seen it yet, but it, I know it's, about it. I, I really like it, but it's not great. I like Danny Boyle. I love Danny Tran, Boyle. Train Spotting, right? Train Spotting, Train Spotting 2. Yeah, yeah. Some other movie. Oh, yeah. 28 Days. 28 Days. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like millions. Oh, yeah. What else? Um, he, but, looks, he looks like a hobbit, too. Like, he does. <laughs> he's not a pretty man. He's no. like what a Harry Potter will like slowly deform yes. into as he yes. gets older. He's yeah. an older Harry Potter. Yeah, he's like hair thing. Daniel Radcliffe, 70 years from now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, uh, he wait. What was the Danny Boyle thing going to? Uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday yeah. When I saw that trailer came, uh, when it came out, I watched that trailer. I was like, Oh my god, this movie is about a brown guy starring a brown guy that plays guitar. That I play guitar. That could be. That could have been me. And I've never had that feeling before. And I, I it, it's pretty incredible. I would say too, like the first time I started realizing and remember realizing I was brown was during when the Me Too movement happened in Hollywood. And um, during the Oscars, they showed this little, like, montage video about, like, people of color and women talking about, like, a change is happening. And I remember Aziz Sorry, Or no, not Aziz Sorry, Sorry, Kumail from um, oh, yeah, um, Silicon Valley. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kumail. Not, not Johnny. Not, not, not John. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he was saying, like, you know what? I grew up watching, like, people that look like James Bond and these white people doing cool things. And now people are going to see me on screen and they're going to be like, wow, I can be like him one day. And I was like, wow, that was such a true statement. Like, I, I remember going as Johnny Cash for Halloween one year. And I was like, oh, Brown caught Johnny Cash. You know, I went as Han Solo. <laughs> brown Han Solo. And like, you know, Brown <laughs> Marty McFly. Like I've always, and, and, but now, like, you know, I could be a character yeah. like from yesterday. And I'm like, they're getting casted now. Fuck. That, that actor's in Tenant. Fuck yeah! <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, and yeah. and with crazy rich Asians, like yep. just oh yeah, the, the, another big one. Huge. Those kind. Of, well, and Parasite. I mean, Parasite. Yeah, doing a double whammy, being a Fuck. Korean film and a, and, Love you know, that. a foreign film. One of my favorite Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boon Jong Ho, like 
big fucking, ups for that guy. Fucking killing it. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, um, what's the... Trait? I was a fan of Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. I was going to say Snowpiercer. From across the a, pond. Like, agreed. From, from, like, the original soap, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The remake's great, but, like... I never I, watched the remake. I, I love Chris Evans in that movie. I think it's such a, like, tight... That movie, even the host back in the day, like, he yeah, that big yeah. squid movie. Um, can't remember what other stuff. Um, can we pause, and can I use the washroom? Is yeah. that cool? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. How do I do this? Just go? You just go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just go. Okay, I'm going. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me pause the show. It hit the flow too hard. Of like, so we were, we were on a good flow. I, I hate interrupting flow. No, dude, we can we can find the flow. You just let the flow go. So I know, it, no. we'll, we'll find. Oh it no, again. it's still going. <laughs> I'm, I'm wetting myself. I made a choice. Uh, podcasting has learned me taught me to, to to hold the bladder. So interesting. Yeah, I don't not not by choice, but yeah. just by by habit. You know, it's an investment choice. What? Uh, uh, adult size diapers. I, you know what? I honestly considered wearing one for <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Oh my god! I was, I, and I was gonna like sell yeah. them at ten bucks a pop to that's anybody so who was funny. willing to bring a bag of adult diapers to the <laughs> that's show. That's great. Three and a half hours, not missing thirty was it seconds. Three and a half. Of, it was three and change. Three times in theaters, and none of them felt like three and a half. No, it's yeah. a perfectly paced movie. Yeah, it's one that's of the best movies ever made. Very, very, very quickly. What is your moment? Because I have a moment that gives me goosebumps still. And I love saying goosebumps. Goosebumps. <laughs> um, Avengers Assemble, obviously, big one, right? Yes. But um, that is that is a good number two or three for me. Yeah. It, on your left. Yeah. Oh yeah, you like that one? That wasn't a big one for me. And it it only because that was Falcon's first. Interaction yeah. with Cap. Oh no, I, running, I, I right? rewatched it all recently. So, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh wow. On I, your left, interesting. That one didn't do it for me, but I, it definitely... it's just because it's how he said no, he was no, coming totally. in, right? He was yeah. like Cap on your left, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, here it's it comes. happening, right? Yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. Um, I really loved Bruce Banner being upset Hulk that he, had, <laughs> that he was like such yeah, a yeah, higher yeah. human that he was like okay house smash yeah 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 uh, throw motorcycle like, he's that, like this is all this is a gratuitous or something like that so <laughs> that that's that scene was I loved it because he's like I feel so I feel so low yeah <laughs> but I yeah there's I don't know what's yours I for sure it's the scene with because it's one of my favorite in general scene is the party scene from Avengers after everyone leaves the party or sorry, age of Ultron where everyone leaves the party and they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer. Yes. And like, and cap is almost doing it. You see this like focus <laughs> pull to Thor and he's like kind of, kind of widens for half a second. And so like that <laughs> yes. scene where like, I, I didn't fully see it coming when it was happening. So I was in the theater and then like you see it start floating and it just shoots past Thor and cap has it. And it, uh, I don't know. It's just like the theater erupted, yeah. and I just got this fucking goosebump of like, and Thor's like, I knew it. I know it. And, and yes. I just got so yes. excited in that moment. And and I rewatched that scene, and I still get excited. There's just some this. I fucking love that like that Thanos Thor Cap Iron Man fight. That's one of my favorite fights. It is the 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 movie has does cinematically and technically. Yeah, it's perfect. Agreed. But it does so many things for the fans and closing loops. You and, fucking and did time travel. You did it right. <laughs> did it very right. Yeah. Right? It's not like how they did it in Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Paul oh. Rudd walking in being like, can I have that sandwich? You know? And yeah, like totally. the taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the giant jet like blowing the taco out of his hand and Hulk giving him another one. Like there's just, little there bits. was so many little bits yep. that it's the only movie I have on my phone. 
That's so funny. I I would easily do. I would say the same because it's that movie is popcorn to me or popcorn. No, uh, like chicken noodle soup. Like it makes yes. me feel good to rewatch. Like I have few movies in that. Like for me, it's like Scott Pilgrim, Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller. I'll put Avengers Endgame on there. It makes me fucking feel good when I watch and I get excited. And then like Thor Ragnarok for sure is on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I have chicken soup movies when you're sick and you just want to. Oh, totally. And watch that. That's totally. A, that's a, for sure one of those. I have been trying to have a conversation about feel good movies 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 that you identify with the character bad movie days good movie days right like yeah, a movie yeah, that yeah when you when you, if you're having a good day you're like i want to watch this movie right right yeah. or like when you can watch a really dark movie but like you can only watch it at 10 a.m on a sunday because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the happiest time of day yeah right? yeah, yeah like they're like rec room for a dream <laughs> yeah uh requiem for a dream midsummer midsummer uh, Salt and Sea is another one. Salt and Sea, <laughs> uh, pff, hereditary too. Actually. Hereditary, yeah. yes. Um, one that I will never watch again and was duped into watching uh, was Serbian film. I never watched it. I know, like my friends told me about it, and I was like, not into it. No, don't, yeah. don't. There's that. That is that is that is. What's that Willem Dafoe one? Oh yeah, the one where his child falls out of. Yeah, uh, what the fuck's that movie? Called? Yeah. Anything Willem Dafoe is fucked. That, that guy really a fucking f- dark when they go to the cabin. Yeah, I was like, what movie is that? Any, either any Willem Dafoe is he's fucked looking. <laughs> he did do a movie where he was hunting a Tasmanian tiger, and it was like <laughs> the last Tasmanian tiger on the planet, and he was charged with finding it because its blood apparently was a cure for Sounds cancer. Sounds like a comedy. <laughs> oh, super long. Dark. It was slow burn. Yeah. Slow burn written all over it. There's uh, a Willem Dafoe guilty pleasure. I know we completely... That's fine. Um, uh, Willem Dafoe guilty... Or a movie I have not seen, but I've always wanted to. Shadow of the Vampire. Yes, I've where he plays Nosferatu. That. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've always wanted to. Because it's the story of how he got too into character, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and he became a vampire or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think there's a twist in it of that. So. There's got to be. Yeah. I definitely, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that, like, you, because uh, I, I, I wanted to, the conversation has to be had, and I want to be able to have it here. Right. And I'm glad that you can look on screen <laughs> and identify. Like, that's important, yeah. right? Because it's just, it's, it's like this old boys club bullshit. Yep. Old guard. How dare you tell us to change? We're, yep. and and it's like, but, and I, and and you know what? It's not right in any regard. Yeah. But it's really disheartening that it's not allowed in a medium that makes people learn things, right? And see from other people's perspectives without having to travel, without well, having to go do it. Like you. You and I'm not saying a movie tells you enough about yeah, it, yeah. but it gives you an idea, and then it makes you research. It makes you ask questions. Yep. It makes you talk, right? And if all we're talking about is whitewashed bullshit, yeah, that's boring. Yeah, agreed. That's and it's not fair, and it disregards so many good stories on so many different levels. I've I've talked a lot about culture shame and and how like I because like I went to school with a bunch of white kids, and they were like and uh, like. I remember one of them coming up and smelling my jack and saying I smelled like curry. And I'm like, and so that made me paranoid after that. And like, fuck you, kid, whoever you are. Oh, no, he got shot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Out of a cannon and survived. <laughs> he was in my movie. I shot him. <laughs> I used him as a dipshit. Yeah, yeah. I needed a dipshit, so <laughs> yeah, I called yeah. that kid. Yeah, yeah, I made him eat poop. <laughs> you eat the poop, and then you take this gun. Eat the white poop. <laughs> yeah, eat the white poop. <laughs> Jesus, we can't hang out ever. No, no, just um, go off the rails. Um, but no, like I, like, I was super culture shame growing up, and like I never really, I, I used to tell up until I was like twenty six. I used to tell 
like girls I met at the bar randomly. I was like, I'm half Italian, half Spanish. I didn't think being Indian was cool. So like, but you know, I'm realizing, and and I think one thing that helped my four friends who I made movies with for the last few years, like Marcus, Baby, and Milos. Marcus immigrated here from Germany uh, a few years ago. Baby and immigrated here when he was 14 from Argentina. Milos immigrated here when he was three from Bosnia. And and you've me, got that common. We thread. have they're they're all legitimate immigrants, uh, and they all have like can speak their language, are in touch with their culture. And me working with them, I was like, that's so cool. Like I'm so interested in their stuff, and me feeling shamed. And here's the difference too: out of the four of us, I actually look brown, and I look like the guy that should have been immigrated. And like people would ask me, you know, are you? That's the other thing. You growing up, you go to a party, and people would be like, "Where are you from?" And I'd be like, "What do I sound like? I'm from motherfucker." Pretty much, I'd be like Canada, and they're like, "No, no, no." But where's your parents from? I'm like, "They're the, Canadians. <laughs> they yeah. immigrated in the '70s." Why does like, this matter? Yeah, and that's that's always a question. I, there's ways of asking it, and there's ways of being drunk and asking for it, <laughs> and like you know, and you're just like, Ugh. and so I don't know. I was always like, Ugh, culture shamed, and did not want to talk about it. Over the years, the last three years, I'll say, like doing the films with my dad. The first one was about, I did, was a Super 8 as well, called Trevor's Turban. And it's about my dad putting a turban on my very white friend, Trevor, and him, my friend Trevor, asking him legitimate questions about what it's like to wear a turban and what it's about. Because I don't know these questions. I told Trevor, ask these questions, because I, I don't know anything about why we wear turbans or anything. And my dad basically explained it, also explained it, like, women love turbans. You get so many women as we go to the bank. Like, my dad was saying shit like that. So <laughs> I, as I've gotten older, it's funny, like, I'm doing the shift naturally in my, like, art and my films, pushing towards this culture side that I didn't realize was cool and people want to know about it and people want to know yes. about, like, my fucking weird relationship with my dad and how it's basically culturally based on him wanting me to get married. And that's such an Indian culture thing of, like, you're, you should be married or whatever and have, a, like, three kids and settle down. Settle down such an Indian term. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I And, and, it's, and it's a thing that is neutral, mm-hmm. right? If it's you can universal. Put it, it's yeah. universal. We all love watching stuff. Yeah. So if you can find a way to portray it yep. while at the same time putting you in it yep. th- so that it tells a story that isn't being told, I mean, that's... It's, it's, it's been like, you know, I, again, I made a movie about my, like, it was a movie about a father and son, not a South Asian father and son, but I realized I had to own up to that. And, and because of that, like the response has been better and greater in like, and you know, it's just owning my identity or just actually like saying who I am is, is, has proven to be like i don't know working and, and truthful and make helping me be successful and, and well, it's, it's real almost, it's yeah it's 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 yeah it's being vulnerable it's not avengers assemble no it's real no it's fucking real yeah like, you know what and it, it is? comes across that way man like it's like 30 seconds in which yeah i know people say but it's a three minute movie so yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, but 30 seconds in and you're like i get and i could start it to get in my feels and i was like okay i can yeah i can see this and i i definitely it's a great film. You can tell it's vulnerable, which I, you know, yes. I can't, but other people have told me that. So yeah. like, I think also it's and your funny. Da- the fragileness of your dad's voice <laughs> and, yeah. and, and just, and I don't know if that's from nerves or if that's just, that's him actually, because he, he could not read these lines I wrote at all. Cause we sat down and did like a whole setup like this and, uh, and just had him read and like had like 20 lines, like some of them didn't make into the film. And, um, and he could not read, so I had to get him to read, like, three words at a time, and I had to piece it together. So the 
So it actually worked in my benefit because I kind of, the pacing, like my dad talks like that, but he, like, I know how he truly talks. Like it sounds a little too phonetic, um, but it actually works better in this like weird kind of like he's thinking about each word because I put weird pauses on occasion um, and I kind of broke up the audio a little bit. Yeah, more. There, there was there's some out of yeah. steps, which is which is fine because it, it creates a sense of hesitation. Yeah. And, and also like kind of weird old old person talking like where they take weird beats. It's like my son says when he gets older, like there's like these weird like half beats yeah. you don't take where you, he's not hitting the period. He's hitting like two commas in <laughs> or something like, you know, my son says you know wow <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it like it, it's 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 truly like I get, oh the other big thing uh tiff uh i didn't know this it was the shortest movie at tiff this year but i haven't done my research i'm wondering what is the shortest movie in tiff because it's three minutes and 13 seconds and i feel like i might you might be I, around i, the, I might the i mark. might be i think there was like a two and a half minute one i think my friend milos might be it because he got in like a couple of years ago with a short a very short and i think his was like sh- slightly shorter than mine by like maybe 10 15 seconds but um yeah i think again it's not it's in and out it's not wasting people's time and and yeah i don't know it's one of those things it's funny how it's the projects that you don't put any like real thought into that gets hit and might be the one that like brings you to the next stage and because of this film I'm, you know, I'm like I, I'm talking to producers now who want to help me make my feature, and and I had one feature I was planning, but I, I didn't really like. I liked the script; it was an okay one. I wrote the feature I've been wanting to work on, which I've I was already developing this prior before of a uh, before TIFF stuff happened, but like just the feature of Strong Sun at this point. So that's yeah. kind of the that's kind of the goal at this. Um, I have uh, I have. I would 20- love to see an arc between. Like the the start to the to that point. Interesting. So that's not what it's going to be. I I didn't know. I thought it was going to be a Little Miss Sunshine movie at first, where okay. it was about this father son going on this like going on a road trip in the sun. Father's uh, training. But I was okay. like, it's not going to be that. It's it's basically kind of odd coupley, but not more like it's actually going to be because that I think the the secret of the short is. I don't know. I don't. I think that's just the inspiration. It's basically about a bodybuilder who has to move back home because of a bad breakup, and he, he and he's crying, and the dad is telling him not to cry always to be strong. So he goes to starts going to the gym with his dad, and, and it actually is going to be themed on male masculinity and like how it's toxic and how we tell men not to cry and big boys shouldn't cry. So that's what those the, are important stories. Yeah, and that's what the future. There's a generation of sociopaths coming that I'm glad we won't be around for. Them. Oh, completely. And it's because of a lack of male intimacy and male vulnerability vulnerability i think it's that masculinity and And just all that bullshit i think the idea like there's a 10 cc song i don't know if you know that band no uh so don't you get it just a silly thing you know the song damn it maybe maybe i (laughs) regardless i'm gonna find it yeah 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 um Um, there's a part in the song that goes big boys don't cry big boys don't cry and i was like i heard on the radio one day and i was like that's it that's the fucking movie because i struggle with crying and i struggle with vulnerability and uh and the idea of a muscular fucking bodybuilder crying in a a gym sounds fucking weird to me and like i think that's something everyone would find kind of interesting to see if that was like i was even thinking of doing that as like a one visual shot of like a super eight of a bodybuilder crying in a locker room with all these naked men and like the camera pulling back and that's like the first shot of the movie yeah so, like completely out of yeah, out, it, out of their element and yeah, uncomfortable exactly uncomfortable and, in a yeah. film saying strong son and like a, a huge guy <laughs> crying but yeah i'd love I, I, right i'll see anything yeah. you make now buddy i'm a big fan <laughs> big fan 
Uh, we do this thing here before we let anybody go. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever watch Inside the Actor's Studio? Uh, uh, like uh, clips. the odd time, yeah, clips the odd and times. Stuff. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. seen James Lipton once. Exactly. Or twice. Right, yeah. Well, James Lipton passed away a couple of years ago. Yes. Rest in so peace. So sad. Yeah. So sad. But I have yet to find out if I'm going to get in trouble for this. Okay. Or if anybody else is doing it. Okay. He asked a set of questions to everybody he brought on the show. Yeah. Before he let them go at the very end. I told you that that would not happen because everything was on paper. <laughs> right. This is the stuff that's not. So before you go, you have to answer my question. Is it speed? Can I be? Uh, do I have to go? No, no, it's not. It's, Damn it. it's not a word association thing. Okay. Um, it's uh, first is what's your favorite food? What's your favorite word? Uh, fuck. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it does so many things. Right. I, I've been saying it's it the too Swiss much. Swiss Army tonight. swear is what it is. Yeah. Like fuck, it would definitely be it. Or. Yeah. My name. No kidding. Because <laughs> that makes me fuck. <laughs> uh, what's your least favorite word? Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, fuck. I feel like I have one. Can I? I it's a bad word. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, cunt. Yeah, no, it's a bad I, word. I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I, it's funny because I so rarely have used it in my life and, um, like being upset, but like it just kind of like detests me in a way. Like, ooh, that does sound bad. I think maybe growing up, it was like that word said in school was like so, like, ooh, you're yeah. going to the it, principal's it com- office. It comes off harsh. Yes, there's no like it's not a nice sounding word. Yeah, it's cutting. Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, what and and we all know we fuck here, but what turns you on? What 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 makes you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, no, it's fine. It's funny. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great through line. Yeah. Um. So like what like just not sexually, but like what turns you on? What gets you ambition? Happy? Ambition. Fucking ambition. I've said like one of the highest quality. Like I love good banter as well, but like I find good banter mixed with ambition is like insane. But like I'm very attracted to people with ambition and drive and goals like it doesn't matter i've realized like passion is like such a factor that a lot of people don't have it's the ingredient you can't train yeah yeah exactly and like you know that joke of like someone being basic is so true and i i think most people are fucking boring um and like and that's why like when i find someone they're like Oh, I fucking love my fucking coin collection, blah, blah. and I'm like, that's so weird, but I love it. I love like, that you love a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't I, matter what the thing cause, is, because I'm such an energy person. And so when someone starts talking about their ambition or drive or passion, and they're like getting emotional about it, my empath in me is just like, fuck me, I get you, I get you, I get your coins. You want to fuck a coin? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> what turns you off? Um. Coins. <laughs> Sorry. I got I got um no, I can I can do better. Um no, what does turn me off? Uh I say like what just what I, makes you go fuck stop doing that? Um bullying. Yeah. Like, for sure like it's, it's such, such an ugly thing to watch. Yeah, it's something and it's funny cuz like I'm sure I've done it at some, some point in my life, but it's something like I think now it's because when I first and I don't talk about this often. Well, I, I try not to talk about this, like especially with students and people emerging. But I was bullied a lot starting out in the film industry, uh, especially on the union sets. And uh, I there's I, a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy. There's a there's a ma- ma- male masculinity. They they were like, oh, like they were teasing me about being wanting to be a director. They would make fun of me over the radio. They would 
Bring people me. up. Bring yeah. up. But they all failed out of, like, I still had ambition, and they didn't. And so they were chewing me yeah, out on it. So they, on, yeah, I get that. And they were trying to get me, they wanted me to quit, because they thought, they are like, oh, Ian doesn't want it. Like, cause I was working lighting. They were like, well, Ian doesn't want to be a, like, lighting guy. He doesn't want to be a dude. He wants to be a director. And they would make fun of me. They would, like, do awful things, I don't want to say. But, like, yeah. And it was it was also, they were, at the end of the shoot, when I survived and didn't quit, they went, oh, you survived. Good. We didn't think you'd make it. And they were like, I'm like, this was a test? This was bullying as a test? to Like, this is such bullshit, toxic, male masculinity, whatever. I, like, I fucking hate it. It was weird. And I'm like, that's not that's not my jam. Like, I've never been a sports guy. I've been, a, like, a nerdy musical theater movie guy that likes playing music. And, like... I don't know. Gotta yeah. dance. Right? <laughs> like that. I get it. Like, no, dude, I was I was in choir, I was in band, I was in theater, I was in yeah, musicals. Exactly. Like I yeah. there's and it and not not to dog on the the, the sports and all the stuff no, that, that, but, that ties into male masculinity. Yeah, there's that. Because you can like hockey and not be a yeah. prick, right? But totally. it, I mean usually <laughs> yeah. it's part and parcel, but yeah. like uh Just like I, driving a truck. With a jets plate. A jets plate? Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't hang out. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but like, I, there, there's a point of, you know, I, I do understand a little bullshit, right? A little ribbing, totally. A little, no, no, I'm, I love you, tough love and I love yeah, like sarcastic humor, but intentional, yeah, malice intent, yeah, because you're done and somebody else is just starting yep. and you're, you're jealous or envious, yeah, that's bullshit. Je- that, that's, jealousy falls into that category as well like yeah. the bullying and they're jealous they're jealous of your ambition yeah. they're jealous of your drive right yep. they're like where'd mine go yeah well i you know i've lost it along the way <laughs> um what else do we got here okay what sound or noise do you love Ooh. um sound or noise interesting that's a these are good questions uh, not mine <laughs> i know but, but I know like that's why questions. i'm like they're great yes. questions yeah. sound or noise i love i would probably say Oh man, I don't. That's a. This is first a brain kind of thing. So yeah, I know, I I know, but like I'm like yeah, it's also trying to not say something inappropriate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, past that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, No, I don't know. I don't really like. I love music, man. Like I, I love listening to like you know just music sometimes and just zoning out and like and and closing my eyes. Like I, I I like just that and that calms me down like especially the cacophony anxiety. of instruments yeah for the most part it's just like songs i can like sing along to like i i just need that all the time like yeah well which one do you hate then of songs or what no, sounds oh sounds that i hate oh man uh lately my foster dog uh his bark is just in whines and cries just like break my heart and in his bar, he's part husky, and he makes he just so Noel. yeah can be high pitch and can be sad at the same time, and it breaks my heart. So I, I fucking this is why I'm like I want to keep you, dude, but yeah, I, it's really hard because I can't stand leaving you at home right now. Oh yeah, Shauna's got the same problem. Yeah, yeah. dogs give her anxiety. Yeah, like if we were to ever get a puppy, yep. that puppy would control us. Exactly, that's cats, how I feel. Cats are independent. Yep, cats good. Cats do their shit. Oh yeah, you should talk to Shauna after the that's, show. She'll, that's hilarious. Yeah, you guys will totally bond on that she had a chow chow that she had to give back that yep. was apparently like the definition oh, no. of cute this this dog is killing me for how cute it is and like i'm having a really emotional time like i had panic attacks a couple days ago about it dude i get it man yep. um i think we know this one what's your favorite curse word ah uh, you know it might not be fuck um <laughs> let me uh, um <laughs> I, say, I say the c word now i say that I, yeah i go backwards <laughs> it's like he's doing uh, something with the questions uh, he's playing mind games with me you're fucking with your interviewer buddy 
Um, yeah, probably, probably fuck. Calling people an ass is kind of funny, though. <laughs> I feel ass? it's making a, resur- a resurgence. I agree. I text people ass all the time, and I'm like, ass, <laughs> and I just, like, leave the S's super long. I would love to do a global survey of, like, the most basic combinations of swear words and find out Ooh. in what part of the world, because a douchebag here I don't think is the same as a douchebag in Australia. Right. They could be. They would be excited. Right, they probably, yeah, yeah, right? Thank you. But, yeah, like, I just, I wonder if douchebag is universal in that sense. If right. fucktard is, you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I say Jesus fuck a lot, because that's a phrase from one of our movies my, my friends and I made called Under Neon Lights, and the character is this inappropriate, like, kind of, over the top Italian stereotype, and he and he says like Jesus fuck a lot whenever he's upset, and so I say that a lot, which I'm yeah. like that, that's a funny one that I'm like I don't hear a lot of people saying Jesus fuck asshat <laughs> asshat's dipshit dipshit you know like yeah. all of these stupid variations yeah. of some nice and not so nice terms yeah. um, are you know whatever. But uh, and lastly, uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Fire, boxing, firefighting, firefighting or boxing. I really like boxing lately, uh, but like I'm also would die. I think because I think I could take a punch, but I, I I think it's like also I'm past like I'm getting older. <laughs> why why do that? But firefighting always has been interesting. What's me. firefighting? Like oh uh, wait a minute, I thought firefighting was something like boxing. You're talking about being a firefighter? No, no, no. I think you're 100% right with your idea. Really? No, you're, oh, okay. You're, What's firefighting? It's like fire dancing to fighting. Um, <laughs> no, being a fire a firefighter as in a fireman. <laughs> like, I feel like our, like the words are like... Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, I think that was always something I was like, if I ever failed at law school or something or film dies, I'll be a firefighter because they're needed and it's a cool job and like it's physical it has variety like there's certain checkpoints i need in a job like i'm not a nine to five or i'm not an office person i need people i need variety and i need something different locations so that has all that plus you need to be like physically strong to do it that's something i like to stay healthy and then like it's a job that people need to have like it's something that needs to exist in some respect but I also was very, I love the show Rescue Me growing up. And that, oh, it's so good. So good. And like, Dennis you know, Leary. So good. So, like, the guy does not get enough credit for writing that show. That, that show, like, it, it's sad where it didn't, like, it didn't conclude the best, but there was this whole, like, side thing about him being able to talk to dead people. That was never, like, anything. It was just part of the show. He was able to talk to ghosts, and it was never fully explored why. It was just after 9 11, he was able to talk to some ghosts. Yeah, they did leave that. Open ended. Open ended. Yeah, it's I mean, fine. I I think they tied it in with is it because he's always drunk? Yeah, or, or is it's it, PTSD, or PTSD, or is it like, yeah, like yeah, it's for a combination sure. of a yeah. lot of things. It, it's great and it, it's underrated. And FX is still like you know if you FX put, is a great network. Put FX and HBO next to each other. It's really hard to decide these days. I might be FX. Like if you look at the long game, I could not agree with you more. Yeah, Ian. This has been an absolute pleasure, my friend. No, thank you. This is fun. I could I could definitely shoot the shit with you for like six hours. You're coming back. <laughs> we're, <laughs> no, we're, yeah. gonna do, we're gonna do this a couple yeah, times. I, I sure, feel but... like I feel like our tangents can go on for a very good while. <laughs> yeah, I was very tangent locked today. Yeah. I was trying No, uh, no, all good. Uh, to like stay inside the bounds of what I wanted to talk to you about, but I know next time when you come back for a debate, yeah, this thing's gonna get a little Oh crazy. no, no. I'm so dude, you have no idea how excited I am just to like 
fucking chew someone out. Like, if you get me on a good debate topic, I'm like, oh. I can't wait for you to meet Martin because you said to me before we started that I reminded you of one of your. Oh friends. yeah, yeah, you yeah. You remind me of one of mine. Man, we should like we should should we should we double date our friends? We should yeah. double date our friends because <laughs> he would be down. Like, he's a Twitch. My my buddy's a Twitch guy, but then he's also like a movie nerd too. Like, um, so he and he has his opinions. He's like he's very like. He's very similar to me. He's very like, brah, I am with his opinions. So. I can't wait. Yeah, and man. you can extend an invite to all of your friends Sweet. who love to talk we'll do. shit like us here. <laughs> we are always looking for people to come on and have a good time. Cool, man. Yeah. So um, anything coming up that you want to talk about? Anything? Um, uh... Strong Sun is playing VIF right now, uh, Vancouver International Film Festival. It's all online so people can uh, just, uh, you know, get tickets that way. And it's actually like different from TIFF where they actually, it's, it's you get a ticket, you're open in to watch it. Uh, for next, like a better amount of hours, where Tiff had like these twelve days, hour like window, something. It was a little stricter, but it was good too. Like they, they, I saw the screening reports. People were watching it. They made good money. I'm sure I didn't yeah. see that money, but um, <laughs> but yeah. After that, like uh, I, I can't talk too much about it. Sure, yeah, but, no, but like, but festival wise, I'm I'm in talks with some cool stuff with the, that movie, and hopefully another good one. And then um, and then in general, man, I'm just uh just writing right now i'm in development on a few shows uh that hopefully will go and then writing my own personal stuff strong on the future and hopefully maybe that will get made one day but uh but yeah I'll, I'll tell you right now if you ever need to put like a podcaster one in a scene yeah yeah just call me okay i'll, no. be, there. I'll be there no i love it just save it for saturday or sunday and yeah. i'll give you 14 hours <laughs> i love it. it's like save it to the weekend <laughs> on my schedule yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, but i'll do you any favor based on my availability <laughs> yeah yeah, don't worry about it. How many here. people say that shit yeah. to you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm such a douche. I'm a douche by definition. It. No, that's great. Oh, uh, uh, and I was gonna uh, watch. Go on my Vimeo. If yeah, you wanna uh, yeah. See any of my other random shorts? We'll put it up rates. on the episode cool. notes for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that that's can the find that's you. the best way to like find me or my Insta. My Insta, I'm pretty active on there. Sweet. Yep. Dude, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, man, this is great. I've been Michael Petro. My guest has been Ian Bala. and we are gone. Yeah.